The Late Night Alternative with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk. Well, I'm not the kind to kiss and tell, but I've been seen with fair up. I've never been with anything less than a nine. So fine, I've been on fire with Sally Field, gone fast with a girl named Bo. But somehow they just don't end up as mine. It's a death-defying life I lead I take my chances I die for a living in the movies and TV But the hardest thing I ever do Is watch my leading ladies Kiss some other guy while I'm bandaging my knee I might fall from a tall building I might roll a brand new car Cause I'm the unknown stuntman I've never spent much time in school, but I told ladies plenty. It's true, I hire my body out for pay. Hey, hey, I've gotten burned over Cheryl Teague's blown up for Rocky Welch. But when I wind up in the hay, it's only hay. An open drawbridge Or Tarzan from a vine Cause I'm the unknown stuntman That makes Eastwood look so fine There we go, there we go That song Oh, stick it up your bum Alan, are you still in Blackpool? Yes, I am, I'm the illuminations are on uh, Who turned the Blackpool illuminations on, please? Diversity I thought they... Yeah, they turned them on with the help of a new Star Trek captain. I thought they got big... Big stars to do it. Yeah, well, the rest of you are big stars. Well... The day when Britain's got talent. About, um, ten years ago, I'm going to say. Nine years, actually. Oh, but in that case, they've got another year to go, and I'm, I'm glad that they are milking and it. we've helped out from Jason Isaacs. Who? Jason Isaacs. Oh, Jason Isaacs, you say? Yeah, he he's playing a new Star Trek captain on a new Netflix programme oh. called Star Trek Discovery. Wowzers, that's something else for me not to watch. Well, it's another look now with a Star Trek franchise. Yes, well, it's, it's, it's another nail in the coffin of Gene Roddenberry. Live long and prosper, Ian. Yeah, but, well, he, he, he prospered, but unfortunately his life was cut short by death. Well, so would Leonard Nimoy. Well, yep, I suppose so. Um, well, are you having fun, Alan? Yeah, I'll be back in Birmingham on Monday. Birmingham, um, you better clean up the mess. Alan's coming back. Um, we're going to phone up Bangladesh. Bangla, 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 Bangladesh. What's the dialing code for Bangladesh? Oh, I don't know. I've never phoned Bangladesh. Well, you've got a computer in front of you. Right. I'm, saying... I'm allowed to Google in this case, am I? Well, yes, in this case. All right, OK, let me tell you. I still you. don't know where I am. On the um, um, the Google uh, lack. Yeah. Good evening, dear listener. Thank you to George Galloway, as always, every Friday from 7 o'clock. This is the Late Night Alternative. Ah, coming up... Hang on one second. Can I just say, coming up tonight, you will uh, get to hear... After 11 o'clock, we're going to play the interview with Jeremy Vine. And I think, I think, I think you're going to love it because you'll get to hear this. I shat myself in my wagon. <laughs> That's coming up later on... In the show, guys, you'll be hearing that. It really is. It's an exclusive.
It's an exclusive. What's the number for Bangladesh? Plus eight, eight, zero. Eight, eight, zero. Um, some of you, if you follow me on Twitter or Facebook, you will have noticed I put a video and I pretend they were my children. They're not my children. They're three young Bangladeshi guys that we found on the website Fiverr. We'll, more on Fiverr later. That's not really that important right now, but I do want to talk about it later because it's my new jam. And basically, for um, it's like th- it's like it, it, it's under a f- five quid. They will um, make videos for you, and um, I got them to make some videos. Now I posted one. They sent me. Should we get the other one? Let me play the audio of the other one. I mean, they follow. Um, they follow a similar um, theme. If I remember, you're all. Oh, they've definitely got a style. They have got a style. Um, so let's have, this is the, um, hang on, this is the second one. Oh, very noisy in the office today. This is the second one they sent. And I'll post a video of this um, later. Here we go. This is, this is uh, two young lads in Bangladesh. Ian Lee on Talk Radio. Let me, let me just describe it. It's two young lads wearing um, sarongs and nothing else. And on one of them has got painted on his chest, Ian Lee on. And the other one has got talk radio painted on his chest. And they are very limber. They, I mean, they are. And it's absolutely brilliant. Oh, there we go. Back for you. If you want it, the funny bunnies, they are... Oh, look, there's text on there as well. Look. I, I, I wonder if they say anything at the end. They, t- they t- just dance. They don't need to say anything. Their bodies do the They're talking. absolutely flipping... Hilly. I've spent about 30 quid on them. Just getting them to do all kinds of stuff. Um, so we're going to phone them up. Um, I've, th- I've persuaded them to, that they might want to come on the radio show, but I, I know that he's having... I've got so many windows open here. Um, let me close that. Right, here we go. So we've done that. Um, I think his name is JD. So, uh, one, nine... Uh, uh, it's a brilliant video. I mean, it's, it's, the, it's the best money I've ever spent. I might get... Uh, forget Christmas presents and birthday presents... It's getting the the um, funny bunnies to um, to do it for me. Here we go. Hello. Oh, he did say. Okay, that, uh, that he did say his phone has stopped working, so he's given me his brother's number zero zero eight eight. Let's try his brother's number nine. I'm assuming I dropped the zero on here. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Oh, three. Mm-hmm. All right, let's try this one. Let's try this, guys. Mm. Dial, dial failed, not found. What's the code? Zero, zero, eight, eight. Mm, zero, zero, eight. Eight, eight, zero. Zero, zero, eight, eight, zero. Yeah. Ah, thank you. One. Mm, mm, mm. Mm, mm, mm. Two, two, eight. So let's have a little. Let's see if we get this. Ring in Bangladesh. I took Dambari. Shangjo put on Korashamba Putina. Unukuri, Kichukun Pod Abachistakurun. Does anyone speak? The number you are. Bangladesh. She was about to do in English. Oh, all right. She was about to say, yeah, we know what the message is. This, you've dialed a number, you've dialed a wrong number. That's what the message is. It might be more helpful than that. The number you are calling cannot be reached. Please try again later. 
Thank you. Well, uh, so maybe he switched his phone off. It is three o'clock in the morning over there. Right. Uh, he did say he'd be up. Um, let's speak to Philip in South Norwood while we're waiting. Good morning, Philip. Good evening, Philip. Good, good, good afternoon. Yes. Um, Ian, you were talking about the impactful illumination, so I thought I'll go and have a check and see who's, who actually done it over the years, and there's some really interesting people. Are they more interesting than diversity and some bloke I've never heard Absolutely. of? Absolutely. <laughs> Going way back to 1950, yeah. a famous radio personality oh. was Wilfred Pickles. Have you heard of Wilfred Pickles? I've not heard of Wilfred but, Pickles, no. But he used to host a radio show. It was the first show involving the public. You know, it was called Have a Go, and he used to go around places and uh, chat to people. Have a go? Yes. Have a go at what? Being on the radio? Yes, have a go at quizzes, and his wife used to... uh, Have a go at quizzes? And uh, the person who later switched on the Illuminations used to play the piano. Oh. Violet Ina Sharples Carlson. Oh, a penis. I mean, yeah, she was he's he played the piano, Violet yeah. Carson, who played Ina Sharple. Uh, and who's who played her grandson in Coronation Street for five points? David Jones. Thank you very much indeed. Yes, yes, who did Peter you. Noon play in Coronation Street? Because Peter no, well, Noon... Peter Noon, Peter Noon, from what I understand, it, Peter Noon was the son of Len Faircloth. Okie dokie, there we yeah, go. Because later on there was another singer in it um, called Bought Pots, played by Chris Sanford, who is now, I believe, or was... The King of the Voiceovers. Well, what do you mean? Well, hang on a minute. I, I'm, I'm the King of the Voiceovers. Well, yeah, no, but he, he was in every single advert that seemed to be on television. It was Chris Sanford's voice who right. did it. Yeah, so he was one of them. Anyway, moving on, 53. Yes. Oh, we do, hang on a minute. We're not doing the last six, 60 no, no, or 70. No, no, I've been selective here, and I don't know that. Well. George Formby. Yes. With his ukulele. Turned out nice again, Mother. At 59, yes. and they, there was an interesting radio programme made out of that next person. I wonder. Jane Mansfield. Oh, cheeky. She came over here, and they did a programme on the BBC where they showed what happened, because she went round touring the clubs. She did? So, I, I heard that, I've heard that programme. You heard it's great, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, she went on, she went and t- did, like, tours of working yeah, men's clubs and right, stuff. Yes. Yeah, 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 like a little, little it's cabaret. A great, it's a really great... Uh, thing hey, I'll tell you what, we heard the thing, Radio 4, uh, 4 Extra, right, is great, because, um... Yeah. They play some terrible old comedies, but they play they, they play some cracking old documentaries, and usually they're old yeah. documentaries from the early 2000s. But I was listening to this thing on the way home the other night, and I pulled over, and I stopped my engine, and I texted Catherine. And and, and, and then I pulled over and stopped my engine and checked and my phone. And I said, phone. you've got to switch on Forex, because I don't know what it is, yeah. but I've never heard anything like it and it was it turned out yeah. it was um a documentary about a village school in devon or cornwall, cornwall. in 1948 and do you know wow. what i was thinking as, as i was listening to it philip yes they're all dead yeah, it, everyone it, it, in there is probably dead now ghosts well, well maybe you know not necessarily well but anyway moving on yes. 66 You're not the the leaps between years well i'm picking that you told me you wanted i can give well, it a whole lot but no no no, no. Uh, what i'm no. saying is the leaps between years are not are not big enough for me this will still take us up to oh, 11 you, o'clock no 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 i'm going you got some ken dodd did it in 66 He's still yes. doing it now. <laughs> yeah, I'll take I am, Mrs. Yes. Uh, in 1970... Oh, that's, it's like four or five-year gaps. How about a 20-year gap? No. Tony Blackburn did it. No. And Tim Barr. 
Have you ever heard his record, Don't Get Off That Train? Yeah, of course I have. We used yeah, to play yeah. him. Good song. 71. Uh, that's one year. That's, you've just gone to the next oh, year. Oh, God, no, stop playing about it. Don't you fill him up. Listen, there's only so many of these I can take, oh, man. Well, I mean, anyway, 71, you're going to love this. If, I, if I don't love it, you're off. They had a group of men who are still famous today, all went up and switched the lights on. Uh, they were the Dad's Army men. Off. He's gone. I hate Dad's Army. So do I. I hate it. Oh, it's classic comedy. No, I it's don't not. Get it. And funnily enough, mentioning Forex, so they've been um, playing some of those, some of the, the Dad's Army on there. I, I, it's, it's just awful. Don't was, tell him, Pike. It's never. It was never. It was never funny. Oh, it's great comedy, Dad. No, it's not. It is awful, Philip. Thank you for that. But I did feel like we were living it in real time. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand is the telephone number if you want to give us a call. Lots to talk about this evening. This is the late night alternative for those asking. Mr. Tony Hughes, my Twitter uh, tag on uh, Twitter is at Ian Lee. I A I N L W E. This is Talk Radio. The late night alternative with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We'll get you talking. Oh three four four. Four nine nine one thousand is the um, telephone number if you want to give us a call. We had, we, Catherine and I have um, had a fantastic evening. We went to the Soho Theatre to see Tim Heidecker and oh, hang on a minute. I know what that is. That's my hang on. That's, that's like listen to that. Yeah, it's the past. I don't know how to stop it. Has that stopped it? I don't think tonight's show is going to be a classic. Yeah, I'm confused by that now. Yeah, it was that. Um, <laughs> I don't think tonight's show is going to be a classic. We won't see Tim Heidecker and Neil Hamburger at the Soho Theatre. Um, tickets I bought for, they weren't, they weren't blagged or anything. I actually paid money for those tickets. Um, and it was funny. Oh, man. I don't, it was stand-up. I don't really like stand-up, but it wasn't conventional stand-up it was fun it was funny unfortunately man. we can't repeat any of the jokes really well not neil hamburger's set the couple in front of us they laughed at tim heidecker they didn't laugh at neil hamburger and i understand i mean it's it, he's the only comparison i can think of is jerry sadowitz who is brilliant but i've seen people get up and walk out of jerry's shows three minutes in you know because it's just so and and neil hamburger did some pretty um pretty um oh well okay we can do one of the jokes right and the jokes are never funny when someone else doesn't but but his joke and he does it in the style of sort of old-time comedian why don't the members of the eagles masturbate at the same time anymore well, it's because music fans have moved on and they prefer electronic music. And it's just... <laughs> it, that, And that is the only joke out of a 45-minute set that we can do. He did a massive riff about Kiss, Gene Simmons and Kiss, a massive thing about Paul McCartney. The last five minutes... Well, it, it was just so funny i mean and 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 different when was it when was the last time i mean i don't i don't go and see comedy anymore because i don't really like stand-up comedy but both of them but neil in particular when was the last time you saw something that that different that unusual yeah. and people were howling and some people were sat there stony-faced in absolute silence and what was great as well at the end he was selling merchandise 
And I went, I wanted to buy a uh, CD. They'd sold out of CDs. They only had records and cassettes. Tapes, actual he tapes. had tapes made up. It was incredible. We didn't buy it, so he lost out on a sale. But um, it was great. And Tim Heidecker from Tim and Eric and uh, from the show Decker, which I just think is a masterpiece. Um, it, I mean, the first, he didn't say anything for the first seven minutes. And the, uh, the room was in hysterics. Graham Linehan was there. Do you yeah. see him yes. holding court? Um, it always disappoints me when someone famous comes in the room because it means I'm suddenly the second most famous person in the room. It just, it just does. It just bugs me. I, just think, any, I, mean, I mean anyone famous. You, you know, if the, if, if, if the kid from Diversity came in, I'd be the second. You know, if, if flipping... Uh, name someone who's not very famous. Um, the Bro- joke, Steve Brookstein. The joke is that I would still be... Steve Brookstein. Well, that's a bit harsh. Why? That's, a, that's not... This, don't be mean. What? To me, uh, I'm saying, say someone who's less famous than the kid from Diversity, because he's still quite a big star. He's still doing the Blackpool Lines. How about. um... Let's do it as a phone in. 0344 499 1000. Let's workshop this gag, because maybe I should get back in the stand up. And the the gag realising it's someone being less famous than Diversity. Yeah, so. A bit more famous than you. Well, um, the joke is. I hate it when someone famous walks into the room. It means I'm the second most famous person there. Jerry Speak. Um, Spake. Spake. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. That, yeah, that works. Brendan from Coach Trip. Well, he is quite famous, though. So, you need, what you need to do, dear listener, we're going to workshop this Les guy. Dennis. We've got 40... Oh, he's very famous. Mm-hmm. He's been on Coronation Street. Yeah. Um, 0344 499 This is the... Lots of phone-ins for you tonight. It's a phone-in show, so we've got phone-in topics. Thinking of going back into stand-up comedy, I'm inspired by seeing those guys uh, tonight. So, you can help me with, with the gag. Someone less famous than me... That can walk into the room and I'll st- still be the second most famous. Self, um, uh, they need to be more famous than you, then, right? No, 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 they need to be less famous. Oh, that's a joke. Self-deprecation. Right, OK, I got you. I got it's you. self-deprecation, or as I said for the first 25 years of my life, it's self-depreciation. Mm. Um, it's self-deprecation. That's what people like. People warm to you if you say, oh, I'm, I'm rubbish. Howard from the Halifax. Um, I remember once, you know, um, on Trisha, they used to do wishes. Do you remember that? Well, Trisha. Yeah. I don't remember the Wisher. Do you remember Trisha? Yeah, but I don't remember the Wishes. They used to do Wishes. They do Wishes. All those programmes, Trisha and Vanessa and Kyle, they do do boring shows where they get Wishes. Well, I know that Kyle does Wishes of, I wish to know who my father is. No, they do Wishes of, like, they get, like... like, I wish to be clean. They wish... You're talking quite a lot this evening, and it's it's interrupting the flow of thoughts that I've got. I need to focus tonight. It's been been a very very powerful day in uh, my life. Now... now you're not talking, which is great. That's that's it. I've got it. We've got it. We've got the balance right. I can work with this. Sorry, um, mate. There we go. And that was it. And if you saw that on Twitter, that was spontaneous. She just did it, and it was annoying. Um, and now I've completely lost my train of thought. Because <laughs> of you. Completely lost my train of Trisha's thought. Trisha's wishes. Oh, they, well, all these programmes, they do wishes, like, for kids with, uh, who are dying and stuff. I've got a wish to go to Disneyland. Or got a wish to meet, you it's know. It's always Miami, isn't it? Um, and they had a woman on. A woman. Yeah, I do want a reference number, but could you be a little bit quieter, please, guys? Thank you. Um, these people in the background are annoying me. The trim phones. Um, the wish was to meet, like, some of them were to, like, meet Paul McCartney or something. Then one woman came out and she said, well, you've got a wish, haven't you? She said, the wish is to meet howard from the halifax ads and trisha said well i'm very sorry we've not been able to do that um and she turns the camera she says howard if you're watching this 
would you please come on the show? And then he walked through the door. Extra, yeah. extra. So he, he must do the have... dance or no, no, no. But he's a strange. Um, he's here, here. We go. This is the phone in. This is the phone in tonight. By the way, from eleven between eleven and twelve, there'll be no phone calls because it's it's all Jeremy Vine, or primarily Vine. So if you you're chomping at the bit now, uh, it, I know. Um, then f- now is the time to call in. I don't think tonight's show is going to be a classic. It's not got the it's not got the hallmarks of a classic. In as much as we have no phone calls and it's not been funny so far. Mm. So those th- those to me are real signifiers of of a show being a classic. F- calls and, and humour. Nothing. Neither of those things are happening. But those tonight. two aside, there's still hope. Very little hope um, tonight. Um, again, I forgot I'm on the train of thought. The wishes. Oh, yeah, famous people. Oh, it doesn't work now, because I was going to say famous people that are, j- are just nobodies. Um, well, but that's every famous person now. There are th- th- Everybody who is famous pretty much is a nobody. You know, the Towie people. Stavros flat- Flatley. Yeah, exactly. The, the, um, the, all of those people. It's because of BGT. Yeah. What, the injection you get when you're at school? Yeah. That'll be it. It's not going to be a classic... It's not going to be a classic show tonight, guys. If you're recording this, I'd save your C90s. I really would. I'm, I'm pausing because I'm waiting for Paul from Stoke Poges to get called back. Do you know what I mean? That's, that's, the, that's the level of show we've got tonight. I'm waiting for Paul from Stoke Poges to be put through. Right, Paul? Hello. That's, that's, that's the... That, that, I'll tell you why. Because tonight is not a classic night, Paul. It's... it's 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 got to be. Last week, I did two of the best opening thirty minutes I've ever done in my broadcasting career. Right? Yes, I agree because I was listening. Right, and tonight is the what is the worst opening thirty minutes of my broadcasting career. <laughs> okay, am I included then? Yeah, well, you're, 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 you're you're we've reached your level of dullness. Okay, you said you want to go back in stand-up comedy. Yeah, I'm re- really considering it, Paul. Yeah. Okay, you used to do hypnotism as well, didn't you? That's right, Paul, yep. Okay, is that comedy and all? Well, it's hypnotism, Paul. Uh, I, don't, I don't know. I, I know you did it at a Jolly Woodman once. Yep. Okay, I'll say, you were talking about Z-listers, okay? Z-list celebrities and things. How about how about the winner of X Factor once called James R? Do you know what? I'm, we're not that desperate. We're not that desperate. We're not that desperate. I mean, I'd rather, I'd rather go down with the sinking ship than cling on to that piece of dull driftwood. Really, I think I think that's what I'd rather do. Actually, is go down with the sinking ship. There can't be gold. There can't be gold all in it. In fact, uh, here's here's my problem: is I give too much good stuff, so that when I do do the bad shows like tonight, um, you really notice it. Yeah. Um, and also, it means the good stuff. So, like my stand, normal standard is excellent, but because it's consistently excellent, that just brings it down to um, that's, me- that's mediocre. So, my excellent is considered by others to just be mediocre, and that in it isn't. It's excellent, but because I'm excellent all the time. That's the standard. So they, they they get used. What they've done is they've got used to that, and that's lowered their expectations. So for for to do a show that they consider excellent, I've got to be bloody excellent. And if I do a show that's a bit, then that's pony. You know, you are. Yep. Victim of your own success. Oh, geez, aren't I? I mean, I, I'm glad you said that. Yeah. Because I have thought this a lot, and I've never had the courage to say it out loud. You are totally. Thank you. You're you're right. I'm not going to argue with that. You're absolutely right. 
If only you were a bit, I don't know, a bit crapper. Yep. But sadly, you're... Well, tonight I am. Tonight it's... Well, OK, well, this... You know what? This is putting the universe, you know, on a level. Here's the thing as well. I've been through all the papers, been through some of the papers. I went through three of the papers. There's nothing in... Which papers? The papers. The, um... The Red s- ones. The, the, no, the Sun, the Express, the, the Star. Star. Yeah, absolutely nothing in the papers at all. So we we have got very, very little material this evening. Oh, I'll tell you what I want to talk about. So we found this website, you've found loads of people have found it, called Fiverr.com. Fiverr with two R's, right? Fiverr. And basically, people will do stuff on there. Let's go, let's go. I mean, we, we, we've, me and Kath have set up a business on there to make customised podcasts. But, but um, so you go to Fiverr.com, right? Let's, let's have a look. We, you can find people that will do absolutely anything for you apart from i don't think they'll do sexual services well although some of them are a bit kinky aren't they i will dance in a music video on any any style says danny's gig and uh, this is danny she's a buster young lady and she's doing a little uh she's doing a wiggly bum dance there oh oh no i've I've muted the wrong thing oh Oh, here we go. This is a good one. Someone's got the BBC News... Um, someone at BBC News is doing this. I will record breaking news video commercial free. OK, here we go. This is someone who's... Let's gonna... A breaking news promotional video is a unique and eye-catching way to captivate your audience uh, and make your business, product or services stand out from the competition. Joining me now are Pete and Ali, my international correspondents. Guys, welcome. Thank you, Seb. And yes, a joint venture the likes of which has never been seen before. Buyers now have the ability to... I'm getting one of these done! ...breaking <laughs> news video incorporating three outstanding presenters. Ali, can you tell us more about how this works? Thank you, Pete. Buyers simply submit their script, outlining each presenter's part along with the images or clips to be added, and we can Um. get started. A range of other extras are available below. Thank you, guys. This really is a truly exciting joint venture. Thank you for watching, and we look forward to reporting on your story. But it's got all the effects. I know it's got all the effects, but you have to do all the work. Well, no, I reckon there'll be. It's only £7.73, so for the basic. You get one UK presenter complete package. Hang on a minute. What does this mean? Free extra fast delivery worth. No, hang on. So background music and logo standard for twelve quid. You get two presenters, all graphic elements, and up to two presenters. Fifty. Hang on a minute. Fifteen dollars per twenty-five words. What does that mean? Because you submit a script. So you. So you've got to pay $15 per 25 words? Mm-hmm. Oh, no, get stuffed. Oh, get stuffed. Get stuffed, Thomas. Oh, not you, Thomas. I meant the, the person there. Hi, Ian. Hello, Thomas. How are you, mate? How are you catching? Hello, Thomas. I'm basically ringing in because this whole thing about people. The what? Sorry, say that again because your phone's breaking up. Ah, oh, Jesus, hold on. Is this Thomas Walsh? No. Is this better? I'll get off speaker. Is this a bit better? Is this, this isn't Thomas Walsh, is it? 
Yeah. Oh, flipping heck! What are you doing? His phone's always pony. He, he has got—he has got a rubbish phone. <laughs> I remember. Excellent detective work, Catherine. Yes, it's—it's it's Thomas with Pugwash. Good evening, sir. I have a Galaxy S7 Edge. Do you mind? Are they the ones that um, blow up? No, they're the ones that have the Kobe corners. Okay, well, they're the ones that also have the crappy microphones. <laughs> I've just walked out into the hall. Are you getting any kind of reverb? That sounds beautiful, yeah. It's just, you can sing in there. Record your next single in there. Is that sounding a bit better than... That sounds beautiful, beautiful Thomas. Well, how are you? Yeah, good, thanks. Man. I'm, I'm all right. It's been, um... Um, it, you, well, you've asked me, so I'm going to tell you. It's been a bit of a tough week, personally, Thomas, with stuff going okay. on at home, and today was quite emotional. Um, okay. but, um... So, you know, I'm, I'm feeling a bit, a bit flat, but... Um, you know, it could be worse. Well, are you feeling a bit flat? I'm always feeling a bit fat. Well, come on now. Don't be so harsh on yourself. Well, I'm not fat. Well, I, I, don't, I don't want to say You're a big lad. You're a big lad. You enjoy, you enjoy life. <laughs> well, I'm ringing about this. Well, look, I hope your week gets better because, you know, you're, you're, you're much loved Bless and you, much revered. So, you know, you need to have a bit of good luck now and again. Thank you, ma'am. Well, look, I just want to say, Will Shanahan... Do you know who he is? No, Will Shanahan. I don't recognise the name. No, Tom. Well, he used to mix the concrete on ground force for Tommy Walsh. <laughs> <laughs> no one ever remembers the mixer. I don't remember. Okay, well, I remember Tommy Walsh, yeah. Uh, 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 is it, are you phoning in for people that, aren't, that are famous but aren't really famous? Yeah. Will Beautiful. Shanahan. What's he doing these days? Probably still mixing what? the concrete for Tommy, uh, Tommy Walsh. Well, I'll tell you, he's just... I love ground for so much. What? He, he's a bit of a legend. Yeah. You know what I mean? And just nobody would know him. Have you, have you ever met him, uh, uh, Thomas? I haven't, but I think I'd have the same reaction as when I met Jeff Lynn. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, did you see someone a couple of weeks ago, this was doing the rounds on Twitter and Facebook, someone um, found loads of stills of all of the rooms that changing rooms oh, had done yes. in the 90s. You know the thing with Lawrence Llewellyn Bowen and um, the blonde lady whose name escapes me? L- L- Linda Linda Barker. Barker. Linda Barker. Yeah. Um, and someone yeah. had got had, had got the pictures of the room before and the room when they'd finished <laughs> it in 1993. Oh, it was awful, Thomas. It, they were all They awful. looked like panto sets, didn't they, some and, of them? And li- fair play to Linda Barker. She came on Twitter and said, I can only apologise. Yeah, you know why? Because she did this one with, like, this freestanding unit for yeah. this woman's collection of teapots, <laughs> like, shite teapots <laughs> in the shape of, like, cricket pavilions and um, yeah. tables with um, jam on them, stuff like that. Anyway, she made this freestanding unit right through the middle of the room oh god you know what's going to happen they shut the door and then everything went every single teapot gone oh no i watched i watched that freestanding second shelf thing that was the most (laughs) diabolical thing that's a ridiculous idea but everything was everything was made out of mdf wasn't it it was just hanging by string. <laughs> I mean, you just walk into the kitchen to make a cup of tea and it's, it's going to go over. I don't know what was going on there. I haven't a clue. What are you doing listening to this rubbish on a Friday night, Thomas? Shouldn't you be, I don't know, like... <laughs> Hell-raising. Hell-raising, man. Yeah, of course. Well, I'll tell you what I just did. I've just been, I was just watching Only Fools and Horses because it's, it's amazing and I'll always watch it till the day I die. Okay. So I was watching the episode where he goes... To Paying as a fourteen-year-old kid, Rodney. Yeah. 
when Dale wins a painting competition at one of his old, I one remember of his that. old paintings. The Groovy Gang. Exactly, the Groovy oh, Gang. Okay. And the thing was, I, I was watching it, and then Dale Boy comes in to, to kind of stop Rodney being so aggressive towards him because, you know, everything's going bad for Rodney. And he goes, Faye Nights, Faye Nights. Faye Nights. Yes. You didn't know what Fay Nights was the other day, no, Catherine. I didn't. No, I didn't. I think it might be a southern thing. It's, uh, it's, a, it's a World War Two thing, I think. Is it? Yeah, Fay Nights. Well, I'll tell you what, it goes back even further, because what I did was I just paused the video. Uh, video. <laughs> I still say video, it's DVD. <laughs> Good for you. And uh, I paused it and went online to look up Fay Nights. Yeah. Now, I didn't even... I, I just did my speech into the, into the phone. I went, Fay Nights, Fay Nights, and I come straight up. And it basically goes back to, like, the 1600s. Hey, flipping it. Go on. Incredible. It just says that, you know, it's, it's, it, it's, it comes from the Latin, I fain, which is basically, I want to step away from this battle. Wow, it's Latin. And we were saying, and from that, we were saying that in the playground in the 70s, Fainites. Well, that's the thing. There's loads of different ones up, up further up north of England. It's barley and... Barley and all this kind of silliness. And then down south in England, it became Fay Nights. We had Fay Nights. We also had um, Plug, which is where you got your thumb and you put it into your forehead and went plug. We also had Injection <laughs> 999, where you'd, you'd mime uh, a hypodermic needle going into your, your, uh, your arm, your, your uh, forearm, uh, and you go uh, Injection <laughs> 999, and they would all protect you. I don't think we ever had any of those. It was either you run or you got. Did you not? You, got, you must have had Homie. Uh, Base. Okay, well... But, but we didn't have anything where you're standing in the middle of the playground and you can shout a magic word. Well, it's like, what they do now is time out. Time out is what they're doing <laughs> it now. Cheating. Time out. But you know what we used to have in, in Dublin? Yeah, go on. Do you, do you remember the hate... There was a hate sign. There were hate signs on the walls. It's, it's like a hydrant sign. Oh, yeah, yeah. the yellow ones? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. We used to touch that and it would it would be either bad luck or good luck depending on what side of the river Liffy you live. Go on. I, and I've forgotten about it for years and I'm still I was doing a radio show in, in Dublin a few years ago when I when I kinda of gave up music for about six months and uh, I did a radio show and I was going into going into the radio show one night and it was a rock a rock show. You know, the rock show. Rock and roll! I seen two kids doing the hasting in 2012. Wow. And I went, what is going on? So I mentioned it on the radio, and the phone lines went epidemic. Yeah. They went, and, and of course, the, the boss came in and went, look, you're supposed to talk about Billy Idol's hair. Nah, <laughs> nah, nah, it's going to be the H. It's going to have people ringing in down. It's luck. It's bad luck. It's good luck. <laughs> <laughs> How is um how's the record coming on, Thomas? Ah, don't mind me. It's finished, Ian, it's all finished. Okay. And if people it's out in October. It's out in October. Will you come on in October and when are you down in London? Or I want I wanna I wanna get you in or come and meet you somewhere and record you playing a few songs and stuff for the show. No, I'm, I'd love to come in. It'd be my pleasure to come in and see you. You've always been amazing to me and very quiet. So I definitely got to come in. Well, let I'm me know next time make... you're you're in London or somewhere. You, you know, if you're not in London, I'll come and meet you somewhere and we'll record it and, and have a chat and play a few songs and stuff. Well, I'd love to anyway. And of course, I've seen your I've seen your keyboard prowess last week. Anyway, so you <laughs> play. he was watching me do, take requests on the piano. Oh, blimey! Then he asked me to play one of his songs, flipping it. <laughs> Actually, if I'm, I don't want to be rude, but you know sometimes when a cover version is better than the original, 
Yeah. <laughs> I'm just saying. Well, you embarrassed Thomas. Yeah. You have to accept well, defeat. Captain, Captain, the best, the best quote, the, the start, the one for me. You know, many people always say Joe Cocker was the best quote. Well, I, I personally think it was Candy Flip. <laughs> here's, the, here's the weird thing candy flip is a recurring theme on this show they keep getting mentioned every three months and it, we'll, we'll hear again about candy flip probably in november or I december thought they, i thought they were good oh shut up did you think they I were did. good i like the beat oh the beat <laughs> i like the beatles thomas always good to talk to you man Thank you very much for the call thank you there we go thomas walsh aka pugwash who is absolutely Fantastic, right? Brilliant, brilliant songs, and has uh, also um, uh, did a couple of albums with Neil Hannon under the title of the Duckworth Lewis oh, Method. Neil Hannon, who we love. Two concept it. albums about cricket. I hate cricket, but I love those albums because they're just you know. If you like Neil Hannon, uh, you like XTC, you like uh, Thomas Walsh and Pugwash. Thank you, Thomas. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand. The late night alternative on Talk Radio. The late night alternative with Ian Lee on air and off. The leash on Talk Radio. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand. This is the worst show I've ever done tonight. Um, and you know, sometimes sometimes you've just got to accept that and get on with it. And do it. We we'll do it. We're dealing with it. It'll pick up with Jeremy Vine, yeah, which is a great interview, uh, and I really think you'll enjoy it. I know some of you go, oh, well, maybe that works when I switch off. Give it, give it ten minutes. Give it five, ten minutes, because I, I think like with the same with Johnny Ly- John Lydon, Johnny Rotten. Um, I think it will. You will hear a side of Jeremy Vine that you've never heard before, and I think you'll go, oh, actually, he's he's a, he's, a, he's a funny, decent bloke, which he is. He also does an incredible impression of Elvis Costello, a really good impression of Elvis Costello. They're quite musical, aren't they? The Vines. Yeah. He, oh, he loves his music. He loves, loves, loves his music. Um, we talked a lot about Noreen Palo because he's a big fan of hers. And so we raved about her. Um, we just chatted. It's, it's, it's a really nice, geeky radio chat. He's got a book out as well, which I've, uh, I, I'd only got the night before. So I'm only three or four chapters into it. But I'm loving it. It's a really good book, actually. And um, so we'll play him after 11. Uh, in the meantime, you can call in 0344 499 1000. Uh, uh, um, Will Shanahan. Yeah, we are looking for fa- people who are famous, but not really famous. That ground force and, um, uh, oh, it's, it's reminding me of a line from Jeremy Vine's book. And I tell you, I'll do, I'll, I'll join the dots. Ground force did a garden for Nelson Mandela. And, um, in, um, Jeremy Vine's book, he talks about someone meeting Nelson Mandela. He talks about, um, brilliantly about himself meeting famous people and being so starstruck. He doesn't know what to say. Well, I haven't got... Oh, I think I took the book out of my bag. No, I took the book out of the bag. He talks about... Um, he got um, backstage tickets to Taylor Swift. Oh. About three or four years ago. And he took his kids to meet Taylor Swift. And Taylor Swift comes out and goes, Right, who, who are you guys? And he, 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 instead of saying his children's names, he just went... These. <laughs> These. And and then... then I think she was, like, signing something for, them, for the girls or something. And he couldn't think of what to say. And he said he remembered that he'd seen her singing with Bruce Springsteen and that Bruce Springsteen was shorter than her. And so he, the first thing he said was, um, so Bruce Springsteen's quite short then, isn't he? <laughs> <laughs> and then he talks about um, Steve Redgrave, the rower. Uh-huh. Do you know what he said when he met Nelson Mandela? Go on. Imagine this, right? Steve Redgrave. Is introduced to Nelson, and this uh, Nelson is uh, Sir Steve Redgrave, won several gold medals at the Olympics. And Steve Redgrave said, 
Can you drive? <laughs> Can you drive? That was it. That's what came out of his head. How weird. Now, I know you often get um, worried. Yes. Not worried. What? Nervous. Apprehensive ahead of meeting someone that you really admire. No, it's not that. I'll tell you what it is. For the interviews. Yeah. It's because I want them to be my friends. I know you do. What I want is for the people... Not everybody... Um, we, I wanted it with Tim Heidecker, I wanted it with the Bare Naked Ladies, and it sort of happened to a certain extent, but I, I want them to recognise... I, I, don't, I don't think I've ever said this on the air, um, because, but I'm, I'll say it because it's horrible insecurity. Um, it, 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 I want them to recognise something in me that is also in them, and they go, well, this guy's... Um, One of us. Yeah, he's not just... Uh, you know, a guy, a middle-aged guy doing interviews on, for for a radio station we've never heard of. Um, he's he's our equal. Um, here's our phone number. Uh, it's, and it's only ever happened with the bare, with well, with Steve no, Gutenberg, that, Steve Gutenberg, that, and the bare naked ladies. That's not true. What? I remember when Will Store came in. Yeah, um, but but he wasn't one of the people that I instantly thought I wanted to be friends with. Well, you said that you did. You want? I like him a lot. We, we are friends now. Yeah, but he wasn't because his books are so intelligent yeah. and stuff. You wanted to. No, but I'm not in the same way that I did with Tim Heidecker and I did with um, with the Bare Naked Ladies, where I wanted to just like hang out with them all the time. And and fair play, Steve Gutenberg gave me his phone number, and um, the Bare Naked Ladies they didn't give me their phone number immediately, but they did a bit later on when yeah. they saw I was in trouble when I got the sack from my job. And he sent me Ed sent me his phone number, said if you need it, give us a call. And when Stephen Page saw us in New York, it was like an old yeah, friend, wasn't it? But the only time I've ever seen you. Like proper starstruck, yes. where it, it was with Roger Daltrey. Oh yeah, and I that see, was lovely. Yeah. It just came out, didn't it? I really, Look. I really like your music with the Who. <laughs> so I said to Roger Daltrey backstage and awards, and I, I was I was feeling cocky because I'd won an award, and he was about to go out on stage to present the next award, and I just thought flipping it's Roger Daltrey, and I was full of myself a bit, and I went. Oh, Roger, I just want to say I really love your music with The Who. That was the sentence. I really love your music with The Who. Yeah, and I saw 15-year-old Ian. Oh, God, Roger. I mean, it's Roger Daltrey. I mean, just... You, you've got to. You've, it's like, you've got to. It's like if I saw, if I saw Paul McCartney out. And apparently, I, you, you can, apparently you see him walking around Soho quite a bit. If I saw Paul McCartney, I'd have to go, all right, mate, thanks. I, I'd have to say something, because it's Paul McCartney. I know. I really like your music with The Beatles. You know, I'd have to... Um, <laughs> You've got to say something to these people, I think. I think you do. So this Fiverr website, you can get people to do... By the way, 0344 499 1000. I can understand why you're you're, uh, staying away from this. Um, It's uh, like nobody wants to walk into the room where Nana's corpse is. You don't. (laughs) Oh, my God, what an image! Well, exactly, but but no one wants to. And and, and by phoning up... Well, not even to check for her rings. By phoning up, you'll be be going in to the room and being forced to sit and hold her hand on your own with the lights out. That's what this show is tonight. That's hideous. It's it's Grandma's dead body. That's what this show is tonight. And that's fine. But remember what it used to be and remember how much you loved it. Yeah, cling on to that. (laughs) Because we'll try and recapture that on uh, Monday. Um, I want to find. Um, uh, I would do. Uh, um, I will. Oh, here we go. Here we go. I will be. This is the people offering services. I will be your amazing singer and songwriter. Oh, will well, you let's, now? Let's have a listen to the advert, shall we? I will be your amazing singer and songwriter. Oh, why not? Dreams. I have felt the ache in the 
rest of life Can't you see I don't give up the fight No, 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 you can't touch me now Breathe in and breathe out Find the reason you're hanging on Breathe in and breathe out You're saying breathing? You overcame the blur and the smoke The better life, dancing till we die You're the light that illuminates my sky From the better life, where we used to hide This guy's amazing, I don't want a song. How much for a song? Um, £3.86. Hang on a minute. That's cheaper half the Hang price. On. Last year I was able to write and sing 300 songs for a music producer from Australia and one of the songs ended up at Victoria Theodore, the pianist of Beyonce. Mm-hmm. No. My name is Hentu George. I'm a singer, songwriter and producer. Basically, I can take your words and add melody to it or can take your melody and add lyrics to it. He's just Nigel from Maidstone, this he is, fella. yeah, yeah, yeah. On... Hmm, thanks. <laughs> On top of that, I can even make you a cool instrumental that'll go with your vibe. Pretty amazing. For $5, I will write an amazing song for you up to 30 seconds. Um, well, songs aren't 30 seconds. No. I will write and sing a song for you. Um, I'm, t- I'm so tempted just to click on it. Should we get a song for the show? Yeah, OK. Should we could have a th- we could do with a theme, couldn't we? Um, yeah, let's get a song for the show. All right. Let's not mention Nana's Corpse in it, though. No, no so full lyrics. Oh, hang on a minute. I will write you a full song. Here we go. And suddenly it gets a bit. For an additional 20 seconds, that's another £3.86. No, I don't want that. Uh, commercial use is the use of a... Del- I don't know, what, don't know what that means. Full lyrics. I will write you a full song for £23.18. I will sing a song. Sol- I just want basic song, jingle. No, it looks... I don't know. Oh, I'd, is he getting cheeky now? He's getting a bit cheeky now. I'm not convinced by that. I mean, he is... I mean, he's an artist. If anybody... Um, if anybody... It knows any good people we can look at on Fiverr. More than happy to go and have a look at it. I see David Badcock has put himself on there. Oh, has he now? He'll, he'll record videos for you. <laughs> Why would you want David Badcock to record a video for you? I don't I don't understand it. Um, undo that retweet from Emma Carrington Gray, please. I'm, Why? I, I, saying how great I am. Unretweet that, because that's at the top of my... Um, yep. I mean, I get so few. I, I, I'm, I, that's, I'm retweet that. That's that's it shows a real lack of dignity. Don't care. Good evening, Neil. What up? How you doing? Yeah, you know. <laughs> I shouldn't ask that question, should you? You get yeah. You get the truth. You can't handle the truth. <laughs> no, indeed. How you doing? Anyway, I thought because you talk about Fiverr. Yes. I was talking to you about it last night. Oh, this is Neil. This is Eight Bit Neil. Yeah, because yeah. I'd looked at it ages and ages ago, and I'd completely forgotten about it. And um, uh, we, we kind of fell down the Fiverr rabbit hole, so to speak. And I'm, I've become obsessed with it. I've got, I've got those those lads from Bangladesh who do have, have done two videos. They're yeah, going to do a third that, one for me. Um, and um, yeah, I'm I'm obsessed with it, Neil. Hmm. It's yeah, it's difficult. I I use it at work, and I'm I just get stuck in. I find myself a category. Yeah. And then I'm just stuck in it for hours and hours. Mm-hmm. Well, that's not true. Minutes. No, well, no I'm, 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 I'm going to... I've got the kids tomorrow, but I, they can play Xbox. I'm, I'm looking at this rubbish. <laughs> oh, Have you done the Jesus guy yet? Have I done what? The Jesus guy yet. What? Who's the Jesus guy? He's quite famous, and he does sort of like little voiceovers. For d- not, yeah. What do you mean? The intros. You can get... It's like the other guys. You can get him to say anything you want, and he just... Does a little intro for you. There's one I will pray. Right, I've just typed in Jesus. I will pray a powerful prayer over your life in Christ. 
I will give you a message from Jesus now. Mm. Um, I will have Jesus... Oh, here we go. I will have Jesus say anything you want in an HD video. That one. Probably. It's a bloke dressed up as Jesus. Yeah. And, um... (gasps) Hello, mortals. It's me, your favourite Lord and Saviour, Jesus. And this Fiverr gig is the answer to your prayers. Yeah, I know. It's frickin' awesome. I mean... I am the most reputable person, like, ever. So, there's that. And who doesn't enjoy some fresh, direct form-to-table Jesus? Wowzers, that's brilliant! Probably offended, you know, uh, well, two, yeah, yeah, two but, of our listeners. Yeah. Um, but they don't listen anyway. Um, oh, that's cool. Well, maybe... I, I, there's just so much... Is it, is it so much to choose from. It's a buffet of um, bullshine. <laughs> so what else have you bought? Just, just those Bangladeshi boys. Well, that's all I've bought so far. We, we, me and Catherine are now on there doing... That sounds terrible. Sorry? You've bought some Bangladeshi boys. Yeah, no, no, not the lads doing the things. I've actually bought some. <laughs> They're getting shipped over next week. Um, me and Catherine are on there doing customised pods. <laughs> yeah. We, yeah we've, had, we've had orders. We've had a handful of orders. We've, we made customised oh. pods. You have, you have to be careful what you order, though. Did you know that guy, PewDiePie? Oh. Oh, yeah, go on. He did, um, so he, he got done for, because he... Went and got some people to hold up signs saying "I love Nazis" and got done for being. I thought he got. I thought it was he got. He, he got done doing something, and I'm just saying it to report the facts. Um, uh, well, calling for all groups, uh, all all people of a certain religious faith, not the Muslim ones. All Jews must yeah. die is what he got. <gasps> he got really. He got printed up or something. Oh, yeah, that was it. Yeah. Um, was it, yeah. And um, which is obviously thoroughly abhorrent, and uh, would would not be encouraged at all. Well, I'm glad he got in no. trouble for that. Good serves him right for being a being a Nazi and an idiot. Well, he's an idiot. Yeah. I mean, he wasn't. He wasn't. He's not a Nazi. He was trying to like put it to see what stupid things they put up there. Right, well, but it, it just doesn't come across that way. No, no, I know. I like. I don't. I'm not really that familiar with PewDiePie, but I've got a friend who's a bit obsessed with him, and um, he, he's like on YouTube, isn't he? And plays video games and stuff. Yeah, he's not for our generation. He's no. definitely yeah for the younger generation. Well, the, my mate who likes him is, is older than me, you know, and he's he's um, he's obsessed with him. He keeps telling me PewDiePie's latest. Um, misdemeanours it's um very strange ah well i don't know well i'm gonna have a proper look at it over the weekend and um we'll we'll see what we can what we can find but yeah we're we're selling podcasts on it's brilliant we're gonna be millionaires i mean we've got to sell about a million of them to become millionaires but flipping it we'll have a go at it but what point does it get annoying for you when you've just got to constantly do these things Mate, if people are gonna, if people are prepared to put American money into my pocket, then I'm happy to. Boom. I'm Boom. happy to use my art. I mean, we'll bark like dogs <laughs> for five minutes if that's what they want. Don't say that. Oh dear! <laughs> Don't say that because <laughs> that's what we're gonna get. There is a category for that in there. <laughs> Man alive! Well, Neil, thank you for putting us on there. I, I hope you've listened back to yourself right. on the rabbit hole and, and found that you came across as charming and delightful. I cringed inside because i was in the car i was on the way to being here and you just randomly got a call these things happen well if we randomly call you next week you could win a free pair of tickets to any of our shows throughout the country boom nice one thank you neil thanks for calling man all right take care bye-bye um the the show is sans vibe this evening i don't well i do know why my soul is empty my soul is empty and uh the cupboard is bare um, who was that? Mother Hubbard. Oh, Mother Hubbard went to the cupboard to get a dog a bone. There was nothing about her soul, though. No, but when she got there, the cupboard was bare, yeah. so the poor doggy had none. 
Well, how does that whole Mother Hubbard go on? Well, Mother Hubbard went to the cupboard to give a poor doggy a bone. We'll have to find out after this. Talk radio. There's a bloke on here who will teach you the chords to Rocky Raccoon for three pounds seventy, or someone will answer a Beatles question. That reminds me, I've got to get back to Mark Lewis, and he emailed me three days ago to say he's going to come on the show, and I need to sort that out. Uh, coming up, um, we'll have a very uh, frank chat with Jeremy Vine. Across the UK, online and on DAB. Take a far out trip into the twilight zone of late night radio with Ian Unmissable late night radio with the original king of unconventional conversation. Make contact with Ian Lee. The late night alternative with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. Well, 0344 499 is the telephone number. It's probably the worst show we've ever done. Can't, they can't always. Um, they can't always be good. You expect um, gold every time. Uh, Jeremy Vine's coming up shortly. Shortly, uh, you'll get to hear it. He's written a book, and uh, it comes out next th- 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 Thursday. And um, it's actually it's brilliant. It's really really good. I've been wanting to get him on the show for ages, but I didn't really have an in and we don't normally go for people that, that are selling books but it just seemed the perfect opportunity so um i went and met him yesterday and we had a lovely chat and we talked about the book and we talked about radio and we talked about um oh, we talked about all kinds of things we spoke a lot about uh elvis costello he schooled me in the art of costello can you imagine such a thing uh what are we talking about in the meantime you can call him for the next 10 minutes or so i need to have out times and i see sam he's got his calculator out and his ruler and his protractor and he's doing maths and that's what we like if you want a career in radio uh forget all the technical stuff anyone could do that you've got to be good at maths that's what you need it for dear listener uh so what are we talking about people that are famous for not really being famous kenny lynch 0344 499-1000 um uh, uh uh, are you on Fiverr? Have you seen anybody good on Fiverr? Oh, and this is what I want to talk about as well. There was a story on um, uh, Radio 4 earlier on today about um, a Kickstarter campaign. You know, these crowdfunding uh, things that are very, very popular. And it was um, uh, for a, get this, a self-cleansing, cleaning fish tank. And loads of people signed up and donated or, or paid um, about £100,000. Um, and they were supposed to get these self cleaning fish tanks in 2015 and they still haven't got these self-cleaning fish tanks and um, the woman came on and said well it turns out making self-cleaning fish tanks are bloody hard have you got the instructions okay 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 um and um uh, and um so she came on and people going yeah but we want our self-cleaning fish tanks or we want our money back she said well it turns out making self-cleaning fish tanks is actually very very uh, a very very hard thing um to do and it got me thinking i i i have done a couple of kickstart i have put money into a kickstarter it was when they were making a video game elite dangerous which i've since never played um i think that might be the only one i've done um what is go is GoFundMe? No, what? No, I've done um, pledge, pledge. I'd pledged for Imani Coppola's uh, new album, um, so I, I, I gave a pledge there. I think I've pledged a book with that my friend Andrew Hickey wrote. I think I pledged. 
Oh, and I kicks. I gave some money. That's it. I gave some money. Kickstart for the Frank Cybotson documentary that um, still hasn't seen the light of day because the bloke making it, Steve, is he's, he's well, the last I heard. The last edit was um, it was eleven hours long. So uh, could you have that phone, please, Sam? Uh, it was eleven hours long. So um, he's going to struggle with that. I tell you that. I think it's down to about four hours now. But uh, I'm just thinking, put that out. Put out the eleven hour version. I'd do that in a day. Listen, Frank fans will get that. Mm. I would do that in a day. I like Kickstarters. I like crowdfunding. I like Patreon. I like, um, well, part of me likes the fact that, you know, anybody can do anything nowadays. Part of me feels bad that, um, you know, that that people can't make money out of releasing records anymore because people used to make money. Even bands that didn't sell millions of albums, you know, bands that sold 20,000 albums would still make a few quid out of it and they don't anymore and everyone's got to do it themselves which is which is kind of cool it's the punk thing and it's the indie thing and all of that but i miss i miss the security of being with a major record label that's what i'm trying to say good evening nick hello hello nick what you got for us man i've got february yes february yes dead sorry dead what do you mean Say it. Say what? Uh, Valentine's Day. What is it? When is it? Uh, uh, hang on a minute. I'm confused. What is what is, is this dial a month? No, I'm just asking you. When is Valentine's Day? Um, I, I can't remember. Is it it's early in the year? Isn't it? Uh, what's after January? The rest of the year. What's before March? Oh, God, I don't know. Misery and debt from Christmas. Uh, spell it for me. F. F. E. E. B. B. R. R. U. U. A. A. R. R. Y. I don't know. You tell me. What's that? You don't. I don't know. You tell me. Don't tell me, man. Tell me. What are you talking about, man? I'm saying. Yes. Come on, say it. It. Say the month, second month of the year. I don't know what uh, to, to to whom. Uh, um, I'm not uh, of which year. Of any year. On this planet. Of this planet. Um, I haven't got my diary in front of me. Come on, just say it, man. I want to go to sleep. I haven't got my calendar. What's what's after January? Um, is this a trick question? It's a trick question. Ah, it's a trick question. So what's after January? Well, January Jones, of course, was an actress in the television series Mad Men. So I'm going to say Don Draper. No, you're wrong. Was Don Draper after January Jones? Sometimes. Yeah, yeah, I thought so. I'm right. I'm right. I'm right, Nick. You're not going to say it, are you? Um, no, I've said it. It's Don Draper. Oh, man. Why, why would you say it? it like, it's Don Draper. Man, I'm going to get my son for you. Sorry? To say I don't it. want him. I don't want, I don't want your son. I've got two of my own. That's more than enough. He, he just woke up because I was shouting, say it, say it. Yes. Edward, come on here. Uh, you can hear me. Come on. Okay. Hello? Tell this gentleman on the phone to say the month after January. What's the month after January? How old is your son, Nick? Uh, how old are you? Six. 
Can I speak to him? Put the phone. Give me the. Put the phone to to him. Hello. Hello. Um, the pla- Can you say for me, boss? The plane. The plane. Which plane? There we go. Um, you know your father is um, wanted by the police. No. Yes, yes, yes. He's a he's a criminal. I suggest that you hang up. You lock yourself in your room with the telephone and you call the police and have him arrested. Is he running off to his bedroom, like I told him? Yes. Thank you very much indeed. There we go. I have no idea what that was about. Um, Right, we can try... um, This should work now. We're going to speak to um, JD in Bangladesh. He's told me... He's he's just messaged me to say he's on. Here we go. Here we go. It's promising. It's about... Well, it's ten past four in the morning over there. It would have been earlier if he'd picked up. Yeah. Answer the phone, JD. Hey, Jan. Hello, JD. How are you doing, man? I am fine now. Where were you an hour ago? Wow. We called and your phone was off. Um, he tried it. You sound it. <laughs> hey, man, can I say, we love funny buddies and we love your videos. They are the funniest, funniest thing. Wow, same to you. <laughs> uh, how long... We'll find out how good his English is. My Bangladeshi is terrible. How long have you been doing them? Well, um... Hello? Hello? Have you been making these fil- these videos for a long time? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, good, good, good. How many videos have you made? A hundred? don't know any band. I say, I okay, okay, that's good. Uh, did you hear that, Catherine? Good. Okay, well, I did. But I'm going to keep it to myself. Um, and uh, the no, other no. the other people in yeah. the videos, are they your friends or your brothers? Sorry? Um, the people in the, in the videos with you, friends or... Or brothers? Mm. Does anybody there speak English? <laughs> and any English? I'm Bangladesh. Bangladesh. Where in Bangladesh? My language is Bengali, so I am fluent. Some English. Now, Bengali is Be- Bengali is nothing like Urdu or Hindi, is it? Hindi, no, I'm not speaking Hindi. So, ekdoti, ekdoti, chapanche sadat no das. Does that mean anything to you? Okay, so Bengali is nothing like. Um, okay, I'm good. It's a nice try. Bengali is. Bengali like 
Urdu. I don't think it is. Oh. That's, that's what we're... Um, it's more well, similar to Urdu. Okay. It, 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 uh, oh, no. Beng- Bengali. Okay, right. I'm going to... Stay there. Wait. Uh, Bengali phrases. We're going to speak to you in Bengali. This is what we do. Useful Bengali phrases. Okay. Shagotom. Mm. Shagotom. Mm. Mm. Um, hey, me. Uh, yes. Mm. Ian. You want more... You want more? Another video? Mm, I want many, many. Um, hang on. Ami balo achi. It will be birthday. Tor nam ki? Wow. You know Bangla? Tom, tor nam ki? Wow. I want nam Jedi. Yes, it's his name. I'm asking what his <laughs> name is. Okay, right. Um, uh, hang on, let me try this. Apani kotha theki eshechena. Wow. Do you know Bangla? Do you know Bangla? Bangla music? Bangla music. Yes, of course I know Bangla music. <laughs> what do you, what, of course I know Bangla music. I, I, I love Bangla music. We all love Bangla music. Well, thank you. Thank you very much. Thank you so, so, so much. Here we go. Hang on. Here we go. Hang on. Oh, here we go. Hang on. Why can't we hear anything? Hang on a minute. Here we go. Bipay! Already tikaratu? I want a Bangla song. Oh, it's not working. This is the... I told you this show is a car crash tonight. Hang on. Um, Shubo Shonda. Yes. Wow. Tumi Bangla Jalo Tinabe. Jo! There we go. And on that bombshell, we go to the break. (laughs) The radio show for people who know the best part of the day is the night. The Late Night Alternative with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We'll get you talking. Well, another day. Another top celebrity interview. Um, I'm off to... um, have a chat with Jeremy Vine. I'm meeting him at his publishers. He's got a book out. What I learnt... Uh, oh, that's what it's called. There, there's other, there are other words on the um, front of the page, and uh, maybe they're not part of the title. Let me read the whole front cover. Jeremy Vine, what I learnt, what my listeners say, and why we should take notice. Um, and I like Jeremy Vine for... for well, the, can I be honest? The main reason is he's always been really, really... I've never met the fella before... Um, but I know on Twitter and also behind the scenes, he's always been really, really supportive of um, my radio work. Um, I know, I think he was um, I- integral in me winning um, a Gillard Award uh, for the, um, the show I used to do on BBC Local Radio. I think he was one of the judges on that. Um, and he's always been really supportive. And um, I appreciate that in a business when, um, you know, everyone's looking after their own back. Um, it's nice. Um, and he's been doing radio for years and years and years. So, so um, uh, and he kind of does, you know, it's a phone-in show that he does. So, although I would, would suggest it is completely different from my show, it, it, I, I'm always keen to speak to people who, who work in the format who do 
similar jobs to me to kind of pick their brains and their experiences and um, stuff like that. Um, I've not read the whole book, if I'm honest. I've only read a couple of chapters uh, because I didn't get sent it until last night. But uh, if I'm honest, and you know me, guys, if a book isn't any good, I'm not going to recommend it. Um, you know, I'm, I like to be honest with you. Don't buy the Carmine the Peace book. Uh, it's, it's funny. This Jeremy Vine book is very, very funny. A lot funnier than I was expecting it to be. Um, so, beautiful, sunny day. I arrived in work really, really early because I was going to park at work and then take a leisurely walk through London to, uh, to get to the publishers and um, it turns out the publishers is only seven minutes away from the talk radio studios so off we go okay right so right. why don't I move really close I'll come close so nice, it's nice to meet you at last. We've <laughs> met, have we? I feel we have. But no, we I met. feel I'm very conscious of your work, which is a, which is a good. I'm not just saying that. I'm not conscious of many people's work. So, there we are. You've always been very supportive. Let's get this out of the way. You've always been very supportive of me, and it is, it is appreciated. And I'm, uh, so thank you. There not, we go. We're uh, done. It's a total pleasure. Um, we'll talk. We will talk about the book. I've only got it last night, so I'm only a bit through it. I'm, I'm going to say something that sounds rude. I'm surprised at how funny it is. <laughs> I was expecting May- it to be a little drier. Well, it might only be the first chapter that's funny. Is I mean, it? all the jokes are, are front-loaded. It, it's no, well, very funny. It, well, uh, that's kind of you. I do think most... But somebody once said that humour is the shortest route between two people, and I think that probably most of the stuff you remember, you remember because it made you laugh yes. rather than cry. But yeah. that's there, there are some quite serious things that are coming. I'm wondering, yeah. should I tell you which chapters to skip? Do you just need laughter? <laughs> I don't, I, I'm, I'm a fan of all the emotions these days now, but tell me which one should I avoid if I'm if I want giggles? Oh, all right. Well, if you just want to giggle, then yes. then don't read the central premise of the book, which oh, is God. that we're now in the age of eye power, yes. which is where your world is created around you, and everything is basically about your own experience, and you yeah. don't listen to experts anymore. You simply are in the world that you've created for yourself. So I saw just today, for example, that that the website Snopes, which debunks things that aren't true, yeah. is having to put out a whole page saying President Obama was not president. During Hurricane Katrina, yes. yes. So, so there are some people who want to believe that he was, and yep. therefore for them he was. We had a thing the other day where we were talking about the murder rate going down, and a listener rang, said that can't be true. There was a murder near my village only two years ago. So people are creating their own reality, yes. partly facilitated by technology, and partly just facilitated by, I guess, an idea that the the, the authorities that we used to listen to for a long time, the experts and so have just collapsed. We both do phone-in shows, and I mean, they're slightly different, but we, I'm getting a lot of calls recently to a station that's owned by Rupert Murdoch, Talk Radio, complaining about the mainstream media, the MSM. It mm. should be MM, because mainstream's yes, on words, which annoys me. Are, are, you, are, you, are you getting some of that as well? I know your show's slightly different, but are you getting some of that? I, yeah, I do. I, I get it more to my personal Twitter, Facebook, right. and all that, saying you are MSM, and thinking, and I think to myself, gosh, I thought I was a punk, you know, because yeah, yeah. I, I really like Joy Division, so now I'm MSM. That's a terrible, if that's true, that's a terrible journey. I do think, if what's the alternative to, to these big media monoliths? Because 
actually, once you go out into Twitter and you just pick up on this tweet and that tweet and you yeah. listen to these, these little sort of burps of information in, in space, you find yourself getting misled so quickly that I find myself strangely, I hate to say this, it makes me sound so old, but I find myself longing for information that comes from a trusted source. Yes. And the thing that I've realized um, is that trust is something that's very, very precious and you can lose it very, very quickly. And, and I, I think actually, I know that people want to create new channels of information. I think that's brilliant. But I do, I sort of want to believe that, you know, if I open the times, let's say that it's true and that if it's not, they're going to be in trouble and there's a sanction there. And I still, I know it's very old fashioned, but I think that does work because I noticed that BuzzFeed and Huffington Post yes. operate a little bit under those old rules because once or twice they've made a cock up and they've taken it really seriously yeah. and they've had to put out an apology. So I'm not one who says that everything the mainstream media says is untrue and i would add that i i've been a bit unaware of the stuff that goes on above and beyond what we do because yeah. i'm just you know I'm, I'm getting my media from more traditional sources than let's say a 25 year old until somebody walked into a pizza parlor in washington with a rifle and started shooting and yeah so i think what the hell is going on and from that start the guy in the with the rifle in the pizza thing i learn that there is a big story surrounding this pizza delivery place that there's some sort of pizza file ring that involves Hillary Clinton's people and it's all untrue yeah. you know all of it and I, I spent ages looking at it so I, I got the tail of the dog before I got to the head you know so I was really working backwards from the guy with the rifle and by the end of it I thought this is madness yeah. you know I, I mean it really is crazy of course, we would say this, we because you're BBC, I'm mainstream media. I, I, I do get a lot of people phoning up with these, these the Pizzagate things and things like that. I say, well, where did you hear about this? Oh, I saw a film on YouTube. Mm -hmm. And you say, well, you do know that, that, that anyone can put something on YouTube. Anyone can put something on the mm -hmm. internet. How do you cope with Twitter? Because I hate Twitter. <laughs> I do. I hate it, because I think it's primarily full of arseholes. Um, with a few good examples, with, with, with a few good souls in there, but primarily I think it, it's very mean. But I find it essential for mm. the job and for promoting the show. How do you find Twitter? I've, I've, have, I've have, I'm in a period at the moment, actually, where I'm feeling a bit of a Twitter abrasion, you know, where you can't move a muscle yeah. without being attacked by somebody. And I had one just yesterday where... I was I was cycling through. Of course, it's going to involve cycling. I was cycling through Hyde Park, and there was a crowd of people around Kensington Palace. And I thought, oh, this is obviously Diana related. And so I I kind of got out my camera. I took my cycle helmet off, and um, I, I basically stopped my bike and I kind of just walked alongside it or walked. With, I was on the saddle, but I was walking yeah. it. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So going at literally less than two miles an hour, less than walking pace. And I was just saying, this is nice. All these people are here, and this Diana's Palace, and it reminds me it's nearly 20 years ago etc i put it on facebook and of the 40 or so comments more than 20 were why aren't you wearing a cycle helmet oh God, no. so i know so i'm thinking Hang on, no that's not what this is about <laughs> and i do normally wear one but i don't i don't want to have to explain that yeah and i had another one the other day where i was i was on a train and this is all uh, yeah this is the uh, there's a, quite a bit of this in my book actually about twitter and is it good or is it bad and i was on a train and it was from exeter to london and i i'm happy to spend the journey in silence and i was on a quiet carriage and then the lady next to me was started to chat and she was truly lovely and we chatted we're about the same age and you know we talked about our lives so i get off the train 
I look on Twitter. This guy says, "Great journey until Jeremy Vine starts talking oh, in a really, no. in a really loud voice in a quiet carriage," which I didn't. I, yeah. well, I, I wasn't that loud, but I thought, "Gosh, that's why you don't need Twitter." It, isn't it? I, have you ever had anyone do the sneaky photo of you where I've just seen Jeremy Vine on the underground and they've done a pic? I've had that before. No, uh, I haven't, but I know my friends are from Strictly. Yeah. When they travel to Blackpool, they know if they fall asleep on the train, they're going to get photographed. Yeah, yeah, yeah <laughs> pictures. Of, I think pe- pictures of people on asleep on trains should be made illegal, probably along with lots and lots of other things. I think it's horrific, yeah. Yeah, well, yeah. I, I know. It's the... It's a bizarre thing, isn't it? If you fall asleep on a train and you are even slightly famous, and there are more famous people in this country than people who aren't famous now, you will be photographed and uploaded. But, I mean, Anne Widdicombe on asleep on a train once, I remember. It's true. I'm trying to think, because my book basically comes out in favour of Twitter, and I'm now thinking I've got it... <laughs> I've called it wrong! But, what, but I, was, I was quoting Paxman, who went on Twitter, and he put three, uploaded three tweets. One of them said, I don't know why people use umbrellas. The other one said, I've, I've never seen the point of bath plugs. And, yeah. then it, and that was three tweets in eight years. Wow. And he said, there's no point. He said what you said, it's full of arseholes. To which the answer is, mm, it has got the Queen and the Dalai Lama and the so-called science Kardashians, yes. you know, the, yes. and, and the guy who's the expert in prime numbers and space and Tim We Peter. hear mean people louder than we hear nice people, I think. I think we do if they direct it at us. Yeah, yeah that's true. Um, 2002, you started doing the Sham Radio 2. I, oh, le- yes, the, basically, Christmas 2002 was my, I was off Newsnight preparing for Radio 2, so it was a, just, a, you know, it was the 6th of Jan 2003. Because I grew up listening to Jimmy Young on the radiogram, I mean, wow. with, him talking about the price of vegetables and things like that. And so I, I was surprised when I read in there that it's been 15 years, because you feel like, mm. still to me, the new boy. And, um, I, do, do, I mean, how do you feel? 15 years is a long time to be doing the same gig. Oh, uh, yeah, so where are we? 2017, I started in 2003, so, so yes, I'm, I, is it 14? 14, 14, I, I can't yeah. remember. Um, I think the reason I, 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 I mentioned the 14 is that I got at some point a few months ago to 14 and a half years, and I thought I've now done exactly half the time that Jimmy Young did. He did 29 years. And that's why Jimmy's so lodged in your, in your yes, brain. Yes. And Jimmy Young, for goodness sake, he had a, a Pink Floyd song done about him where they talk about him in the background to one of their songs <laughs> i mean that is absolute showbiz royalty and the guy died recently so that gave us all cause to think about it yeah but it's the best job in the radio i think you know i, why, I mean why do you like I, it so much you, I, the passion obviously comes through when you listen when one yeah. listens to it why do you enjoy it so much that's very kind i enjoy it because it's the combination of music which i love yeah. and i think they were surprised when they took me on that i was interested in music because they just thought this guy's from Newsnight, so he's gonna really struggle with playing records yes. it's the opposite i thought oh joy i can play Thunder Road, I can play Elvis Costello, you know, I can play sort of an album track from Elvis from Armed Forces and and then and then it's the news as well and I think it's nice to interview the Prime Minister in a slightly different way than you mm. do on Newsnight and I also feel not to knock the great Newsnight but the model of, of broadcasting which was the, the top down model, the analogue model which, which is, again is in my book here actually funny enough, which is where you get six or seven clever people in a room and, and they decide what the news is and then they tell you the lucky audience, oh Kate's bringing us water, oh, thank you, thank you. Oh, nice. Kate, Kate from the publisher that. brilliant <laughs> Um, that old model, I think, is broken somewhat now because people 
they are much less surprisable. They're not just yeah. sitting in front of their TVs waiting for one show to tell them what's going on. The kind of people who watch high-end shows like Newsnight are all over Twitter, so mm. they know everything. So our show, and, and yours as well, are much more about, okay, we haven't got a clue what's going on, you tell us. Yes. And that, there's, there's something joyous about that. Now, funny enough, Jimmy Young didn't take a single phone call no. in all his years. He just he, he interviewed people who were in the news, and it was a brilliant format. So the, the calls and the comments are... A, a bit of a development, but they're obviously not very revolutionary. Uh, and the, the reason I love, phone, for me, phoning radio is, is where it's at. It's what I always listened to as a, as a weird kid. I never really got music radio because um, I want, I like hearing arguments. I really love hearing arguments. Um, and the joy for me of doing a phone-in show is you can go in with your ideas and the themes you want to talk about. But the caller, and you, you do mention this in, in, in the book, the, the Witch's Post, the caller can just take you off on a completely different tangent. It, 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 in, in an environment that is normally very, very safe and controlled, you, you're inviting an element of randomness in by inviting people off the street to phone. Yeah, I, the, the chapter on the Witch's Post I've, I've, I've wanted to write for a long time, so the wit I, I should explain that it's really uh, a story about a professor who takes all his students to see a stream, and he's teaching them about geology, and he says that there are three types of stones in the stream. At the, the top of the grey stones, they were there for about a thousand years. In the middle, you've got these sort of speckled yellow stones, and they're only about maybe 800 years old. And by the way, the post in the middle you can see there is the post they would tie witches to, and when the river rose the witch would drown. And then at the bottom of the pond, you've got very dark black stones, and they're basically made from coal. And, but, of course, the, the students have gone. because, because they're, everything oh, else. From the moment you say the witch would drown, that's all they're going to remember that day and for the rest of their lives. And, of course, as you say, the joy is that that sometimes happens on the radio. So we had a, a one the other day with James Dellingpole where he was talking about being in the NHS, and he wanted to come on and say, you know, he was in a ward with people who were very old, and it was all very difficult for everybody. And, and I said, oh, how'd you hurt yourself? And he said... He he sort of mumbled something because he had, a, I think, a pulmonary embolism. And I said, no, but how did you, did you injure yourself? Was it an accident? Oh, yeah, it was, a, it was an accident involving a horse. Oh, okay, well, God, what happened? I mean, did you fall? Yes. What were you doing on the horse, James? <laughs> I was fox hunting. And, you know, at that point, game over. All it's, not a, gone. it's not about the NHS anymore. And the other classic example was not, was not me, but it was Channel 4 News, and it was Krishnan Gurumurthy doing a piece about, the, I think, the Eastleigh by-election, and a woman, literally, a, I've got this on tape, a woman stands up and she says, I would like to complain about the number of people coming into this country from other countries. By the way, I have a German accent because I had a small stroke, and I woke up with a German accent, and it's called foreign accent syndrome, but I was born and brought up in this country, and I would like to complain about, and of course, as soon as she says that, you're, yeah. you're so distracted. What must that be like to be a sort of, you Eurosceptic with a German accent, you know. Um, so yes, that that's the joy, isn't it? That on television things are much more marshalled. Yes. And on radio they're a bit out of control. Yeah. It feels. It, 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 use the word dangerous. It's not dangerous because there are all kinds of safety. You don't have a seven-second delay, though. No, do you? Actually? Yeah, we do, <laughs> and we need it a lot. I mean, mine's a late-night show, so you, you're, I'm, invi I'm, you know, people are on for longer. They can come yeah. on for ten, fifteen minutes if they're good, and we are inviting. Um, People who are, you know, well, let's be honest, drunk or stoned generally is kind of the callers or, or, or you know, people on the fringes of society. So I, I can't imagine, although saying that when I was at BBC Three Counties, we didn't have a didn't have a delay button, but I was hovering over that fader <laughs> constantly. Have you ever been caught out? We had somebody saying, um, I, th I think I could say this on your show, sh I shat myself in my wagon. I mean, wow. he was talking about celiac disease, so I think that was fair yes, enough, you know. Yes. 
we've we've had one or two hoaxes, which which um, I I also write about. We it's a it's a strange thing. My understanding was, and this is classic how confusion starts is that yeah. two two presenters talk to each other and decide something. Yeah. But my understanding was that there was a change in the law in the nineties. I was a political correspondent, yes. and there was an incident which I won't repeat in detail. But basically, in a live discussion program, somebody accused a cabinet minister of something very serious, right? right? Yes, and um, it was you know it was a major libel and I I believe that out of that there was a clarification of the law which is that if you've done everything you can to make sure the guests are okay and if you then say well you take them out as soon as you can and you say I'm really sorry that shouldn't have happened your your liability is much diminished so I wonder whether that's why the BBC doesn't have the seven second thing or maybe it's because they can't afford the extra seven seconds (laughs) to take that's perfectly possible you know it really is and in 15 years yeah we've been done I could tell you about the hoaxes yeah, if you on. want. Because I'm, I'm uh, funny you mention hoaxes because I'm a big. F- I used to do prank calls years and years ago. Me and my friend Mackenzie Crook, we would get drunk and we would phone up talk radio or, or um, yeah. LBC and we'd just do silly, harmless pranks, nothing mean. My favourite one was my friend Justin phoned up um, the pet expert on Clive Bull on LBC. I said, I'm having real trouble with, I've got these goldfish and they're in the tank and they're just lying there and they're not moving. And the expert said, well, um, are you feeding them too much? He said, no, I'm feeding them exactly the right amount. And is the tank big enough? He said, well, these are the dimensions of the tank. He said, yeah, yeah. How often are you changing the water? Ah, you're supposed to put water in there. <laughs> and it was just so charming and so lovely. Well, and, and you don't get those no, very no. often. I, I think I've often wondered about that because one of my favourite shows when I was a kid was Candid Camera and you yeah. will have loved that and I like you I did a few little pranky things on local newspapers and stuff but um, I think it's that we tend with Beatles about and those shows we side with the victim now yes, yes. and people and this is probably a good thing about our society we put ourselves in the place of the person who's being done and we just worry for them mm. and we feel very uncomfortable now and squeamish and that's partly we don't just accept that television gets everything right yeah. or, or whatever so yeah it's those it's guy called steve penker used to do pranks steve quite Pen- recently. I, i'm talking more about callers phoning in doing pranks yeah. on you as opposed to call I us see. phoning out because I, yeah. I did all that stuff with the 11 o'clock show and i look back at that yeah. i think a a lot of it's quite mean and b i just can't, I haven't got the balls to do that stuff mm. anymore winding people up anymore yeah, i think it can go wrong people are there are a lot of very stressed people around yeah. who but the, the thing that happened to us was about 10 years ago we were doing a uh, an item on compulsive thieving kleptomania and a guy rang up who said that he had had his coat stolen and as a result of that he decided he was he didn't go to the police he thought the best thing to do is steal somebody else's coat and he then got into a cycle of coat stealing where he was going around pubs and stealing one or two a week and he said now five years later i've got two lockups and i've got about 70 to 80 coats in them and they've all got i've never looked in the wallets i've never looked in the pockets but they've all got bags on them they're all very well i've just i look at them I keep hoping that one day I'll steal my own coat back, but I want uh, yeah, except the chances of that. But but he said I I basically want to start returning them, and I and I need advice and I need help. And we were so taken with this guy, we then booked a proper item with with him, and we did you know because he was only on for five minutes the first time, and we did a proper half hour with him telling his story and all that. And the police actually, funny enough, seemed not to take an interest, which right. confused me slightly. So we parked that. We think of it as a you know. Great story, job done. 
About a year later, a guy we do a thing on infestation in your house uh, of pests, and a guy rings up and he's got bats in his loft which have flown in through a hole from a nearby barn. He's brought students in to look at them. There are 5,000. He's been told by the bat, bat protection lead he, he can't shoo them because it would be a £5,000 fine for every single <laughs> one. <laughs> so he has to live with the bats in his attic, and his wife has left, and he's had to seal it with a, a kind of a metal grill and all that. And the house is falling down and it's creaking and he's worried about him, he's, he's losing his life in there, etc. Amazing story. Then there was another one. Uh, so that guy was on and I remember that vividly and we called him Batman. And then there was just a, a comment I read out a, a few weeks later. It was about welfare scroungers or so, whatever the phrase was. Um, and somebody said he was looking after a man who was in his home and was deaf, dumb, blind, unable to move doubly incontinent didn't sleep and he had to look after him 24 7 and do all the sort of obvious awful caring duties with this person but he said then he was on holiday and he was in spain on the beach and he was sunbathing and this 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 guy came towards him on a jet ski and greeted him and it was the same man right so so in, in other words the whole thing had been put on and and the, the editor was off that day and i said to him we've that was the most amazing story did you hear he said yeah do you know what i heard it and i thought it wasn't true i i was actually thought that that guy i don't know so I said, oh, well, that's interesting. I, let's look him up. So we, look, we looked at his phone number and we thought, we wonder if he's called, him bef called us before. And it was Batman and it was Coatman. Oh, it was, Coatman it was well. all the same wow. guy. And wow. what I think he was suffering from a bit of second album syndrome there. Right. Because yeah, I, think, yeah, yeah. I think the Coats was genius. Yeah. The Bats was a little bit more desperate. But although still genius, yes. the, the welfare thing, no. Yeah. And, and at some point he lost his, and this was 10 years ago. Yeah. So I, th th that's, a seven second delay wouldn't have helped no, those. No, 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 no. That, I mean, that's harm. Those are harmless. There's nothing mean in there. It's no. It's wasting time. Painful for us, I think. Cause, um, yeah. The book is what, I, what my listeners say and why we should take notice. And you, you raise a really interesting thing that um, you, you, you can get experts on. Uh, for all kinds of things but what we are doing your show more so than mine is 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 real people are phoning up and giving you their opinions politically or you know that they are more connected to what's going on than perhaps some experts are well i think that's the thing it's not just about opinion it's about facts it's about the world we live in so the, the way i put it is is like this i mean let's say in this room we've got a door on that wall ian and a door on the wall behind you and I, you can go through one of the doors and through that door is an astronomer. He's spent years and years studying the sky. Yeah. He's got loads of telescopes. He's got, let's say, 21 telescopes. And he's written 18 books about stars and planets and everything else. The guy's got a beard. He's got a telescope. He knows everything. Through this door behind you, we've got an astronaut. Mm. And all this person has done is he's walked on the moon. He's walked on the moon once. And he can tell you what it feels like, what it smells like. Probably not what it smells like. What it what it sounds like. He can tell you about walking on the moon. Which door do you go through? And it's to me, it's obvious you've got to go and see the astronaut. Yeah. I mean, if 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 you choose the astronomer, your kids will never forgive you for a start because they're not interested in that guy. And we're much more interested now in the people who've done it. We're not interested in the people who've just looked at it. 
So if I'm talking about the moon, I want to speak to an astronaut. If I'm talking about Lyme disease, I want to speak to someone who's got it. We had an item the other day, and the choice was, do we have, we're doing psychopathy. We're going to talk about psychopaths. Do we speak to a professor of psychology, or do we speak to a psychopath? Mm. It's a total no-brainer. Yeah, of course. But, but for years and years, we've had the astronomers on. Yeah. Because the astronomers have told us, look, they basically know. And they've got a very good argument, the astronomers, which is that they say, look, the astronaut has walked on the moon, but he didn't even know which planet he was on. Mm. He hasn't got a clue about any of the planets at all, and he didn't even know he was on the moon. Mm. So why would you talk to him? And the answer now to that, I think, is, look, uh, there have been a succession of e experts who've been absolutely diabolical. For example, Roy Meadow, the paediatrician who invented an absolutely ridiculous theory. Was oh, he the MMR? Yeah, no, he was the guy oh. who said three cot deaths is murder. Oh, OK. Oh, and oh, and oh, innocent okay. mums went to jail, including Sally Clark, who subsequently died. Wow. And he got some weird correlation of the chances of a cot death is one in 8,000, so three must be 8,000 times oh, eight, God. whatever. He just got the, all the sums wrong, and people actually went to jail. Or you could say, you know, there was, there was the Brexit, the Bank of England just recently said they had a, a Michael Fish moment with Brexit. They made a load of predictions they weren't right. And it's not I'm saying we should disregard experts. I'm just saying that an expert in ladders is someone who's fallen off one. <laughs> For me, good radio is stories, and you're right. It's getting those people that have experienced it and have have lived it and have seen things and that's what you get from your show isn't it is people's stories it, it certainly is i worry a little bit that the stories just simply take everything over yeah and to give you an example i mean this is where i feel a bit sorry for the experts we had a guy on the other day talking about statins he'd done a massive study of them involving ten thousand patients so he collated lots mm. of studies all over the world and the question was, are they safe? And his answer was, yes, they are safe. And he came in with his spectacles and his, his notes, and, and he gave us an interview. And, you know, you wouldn't have necessarily stayed in the car in a car park to listen, yeah. but he had all the facts. The first caller after him was, was a guy called Brian from Landudno, who said, my, my mother took statins, and she immediately got suicidal feelings and lost control of her bowels. And I thought the effect of that is like, it's like a truck hitting a bicycle. Yeah. You know, the poor guy with the survey, and it's about eight years' work, has been completely wiped out mm. by this first-person account from somebody. And if she, I mean, obviously, those are the two worst symptoms in, in, in the world of medicine, but they might not have been caused by the statins. We, yeah. can't, we can't even know. So I do I worry about the power of the story, but I'm yes. also kind of addicted to it. Um, I've, I, I've never watched Strictly Come Dancing. I've never seen it. I've seen, I've seen, I've seen cl tiny clips of it, but I've never seen it. What that uh, was that not the most terrifying thing in the world? <laughs> really? I'll show you. Look, in, I'll just show you a photo here. Go on. Because this is so. I'm is this the Yowzers picture? Well, yes, it is. Yes, it yeah. is. Oh, so this is Karen <laughs> Clifton, who was who I was dancing with, and what I so you you I probably tweet this picture. Because <laughs> I mean, it really does look it sums looks up sexual, the whole thing, doesn't it? Well, I was having the best time ever. That's just my first dance, but she. <laughs> The thing that you, you engage with yeah. dancers who are the best in the world, and she, you know, she was the number one Latin dancer in the world for quite a while. And, and so, age 50, I'm suddenly seeing people who, whose whole life is the body and movement yep. and grace. And, of course, you and I know that most of the life that we see around us and our lives, is not, that's not fundamentally what it's yeah. about, right? Yeah. So, so, the beauty of the body and, and, and moving... It's just, it's almost like somebody saying, can I show you what poetry is? And you, you finally understand. So it's not, 
people say to me, did you learn to dance? Are you still dancing? And the answer is I'm trying, still trying to do the Charleston in, in the kitchen. But in a way, it wasn't about whether I could dance. It was about whether I could understand what dancing is. And through Karen and through the Strictly thing, I suddenly realized, oh, my goodness, for some people, this is their life, you yeah. know. And it was, for me, it was, it was precious, that discovery, you know. And you, uh, you got, is, two, is it two girls? Two girls, got? so Martha and Anna. And, and they, they must have loved it. Well, they, Martha was 11 and Anna was 9 at the time. It was a couple of years ago. They, what happened was this. I had, be, maybe a bit like you, I'd been asked to do it and I had said no right. on the base. You probably would have said, that's just not me, yeah. you know. And, and I was scared of it. And then at some point, and they got, then they got really into the show. And then they said to me, gosh, would, would you want to do it? And I stupidly said, you know what, I've been asked and I've said no. And they went, you know, crazy nuts. at me. Yeah, they went nuts Dude. at me. And they said, Dad, if they asked you again, you would say yes. And I said, oh, no. So they made me promise that I'd say yes. But I thought it was safe because I thought they wouldn't ask again. And then they did. So I thought, well, I'm duty bound now. And you know what? It was a really amazing experience. It was not, not just about the dancing, but I suddenly realized I've gone into the center of what is the most successful show in the BBC's history. Mm. It's, it's, it's more successful than Morecambe and Wise. I know they had 22 million, but they were not sold in 57 countries yeah. and they didn't have 200 other channels to compete against. So there's absolutely no question. And when you go to the heart of it, you're trying to, as a broadcast person, you're thinking what, what makes it. Yeah. And of course, you, you can't really find the center. Mm. You just find a lot of good people doing working well doing things you know whether it's the lights or the makeup or the costume or the production you can't really find the center mm. you know um and also in the end i ended up great friends with karen and that's a great thing too uh, your your career is odd in as much as you've kind of you you have the heavy you're not pigeonholed as much as perhaps other people are do you know what i mean you do the political stuff and the the elections and things you also you do the light-hearted i mean you, you this is light entertainment the, yeah, the strictly come dancing you know with a bit of comedy um that's got to be quite rewarding hasn't it to, to be to be amorphous in your career yeah because i i don't even know really whether i'm a, a journalist now because i think radio 2 is more of an entertainment show yeah. and a topical chat show yeah. it's certainly not a news program and i certainly i mean i started off in the journalism end of things with as a bbc news trainee and then i was uh, yes today program and stuff africa correspondent politics as you say and, and then news night so in a way that's that that is quite conventional but now the only conventionally news thing that i do is the election graphics but even that's a bit wild yes. so i can't really pin it down i guess it is the joy of the beeb in a way but also it's it suits me gosh there's applause somewhere in the building that's really weird that's something going on here in a conference okay next door it's it suits me in in a beautiful way because i just think that's that's what life is like yeah. it's not just serious or just silly and we had a discussion once on my show where we, there was a news story happening and we weren't covering it. Mm. And I said, wait a minute, guys, aren't we a news program? And they said, no, we don't think we are. <laughs> so I thought, hang on, we, we, we? we need to sort this out, don't yeah. we? What music do you like? I, I, I believe you're a fan of Narina Palo, is that right? Yes, I am. Yes, I, I, was, I worked with a cousin of hers and I said, oh, I'm interviewing Jeremy Vine tomorrow. He said, oh, he's a fan of Narina. I saw, we had Narina on the show a couple of weeks ago yeah. and she sang for me. She brought a guitar and played. <laughs> oh, God, it was incredible. Did she really? Oh, she, she brought a guitar and she said, do you want, do you want me to to sing a song I said yes but I love her so much and I said yes please and she sang and I was just I was in tears it was incredible yeah. well she's an, um, an absolutely incredible writer she's amazing and that album fires where there's it's like a greatest hits album yeah. you know yeah. it's absolutely extraordinary she has got, a new album coming yeah, out does. stay she lucky which is brilliant yeah. brilliant okay well that's very good to know she sent it to me that's excellent no I I, I love singer songwriters I mean I, I it's interesting you mentioned Marina Palo because I think that sort of defines what I want really which is I, I really want the writer to sing 
me the song. Yeah. I, I find I get my my attention starts to drift when it's written by somebody else yes. or it's covered or I don't really see the point of it. Yeah. And I suppose that's why I love Elvis Costello because I feel like I'm being it's it's hand delivered, you know. Yeah, yeah. And what he was doing in the late seventies when I was in my teens was singing about things that were had not really been sung about and certainly not in such a literate way mm. you know uh i i don't like you walking around with physical jerks as he sings on his his second album i mean i it's so funny i interviewed him recently and i i was trying Did to really yeah and i just every time i interview him i just embarrass myself because i just say oh. i'm quite late to the Elvis costello party i've only just, just kind of started getting into him because i listened to his audiobook have you heard his, his, his yeah, autobiography no, it, yeah. it's it's great the last the last five hours it could have <laughs> we, we didn't need but up until then i was i loved it so i'm kind of slowly picking my way through his back catalog. oh well brilliant well I, well then i let me let me help i mean the first, can i can i give you a bit of a yeah, tip yeah, so so the very first album he didn't have the attractions on so it's 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 a bit rickety the, the music delivery of it and there's a classic track on it called allison which you'll know yes. but the second album is the one i think it's the greatest rock album ever called my um this year's model and and he's so angry on it and it just starts with uh, this song no action where he just goes i don't want to kiss you i don't want to touch and then all the band come in and it's got a <laughs> there's a song in it called lipstick vogue which is about five six minutes long um uh, and it says uh uh you want to throw me away well i'm not broken uh, you've got <laughs> well, a lot to say well i'm not joking there are some words they don't allow to be spoken and the, the incredible feeling in yeah. that and you know night rally i would send out for resistance but there's someone on the signal wire and the corporation logo is flashing on and off in the sky wow. and i'm thinking what is he at some sort of right wing rally or something it's, it's really really yeah. spooky he does stuff with lyrics nobody's ever done yeah. Ever, ever. Oh, he's a poet, definitely. I mean, he's, yeah, he's, well, he's he fits them, but he also fits them into a song. So, On Armed Forces, which is a, almost like a pop album, his third album. Um, you know, there's a smart young woman in a light blue shirt who comes into my house every night. She takes all the red, yellows, oranges and greens and she turns them into black and white. Wow. And that's a newsreader. Yeah. And I think that's a great indictment of my profession. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, I'm a massive fan. Oh, and he's still creating, you yeah. know. Um what what next what next uh, jeremy what are you, you going to do next i mean <laughs> what's show. the plan Just like you you know how many listeners have you got uh well the, it's it's a weekly figure of about seven million i'm never sure it's, it's measured in a funny way with radio give yeah. me some of those i've got, I've got sixty thousand. what i could do with seven I million bet your, i bet that's your nightly figure though yes. that's the difference you see your yeah, the, yeah, it's, it's all, apples and pears this stuff yeah. you know and um yeah I mean, the funny thing about radio 2 is uh, i feel bad mentioning my station on your station no, no, you could, please do. No, yeah, um, i must get you on that. to talk you, you well. talk about your station on mine but it's it's that i suppose when i joined in 2003 my audience was 5.75 and that was jimmy's audience and now it's 7.0 or 1 or whatever and that's the growth of the station and the reason that's good for you and for me is that that's happened despite the avalanche from oh. the internet so something's happening here well tv was going to kill radio and yep. then the internet was going to kill yep. radio but ra I, radio i love it you know i don't really watch telly anymore but radio is, is doing really well which mm. is healthy the, uh, i will let you go because i know you've been you've signed how many books is it you've signed <laughs> today? yeah next to you is all these boxes and i think it's 250 but during it my signature gradually that a letter dropped out and by line. the end it was just j and e uh, i love the bbc uh, even though I, I left under a cloud you know i and i'm resentful of that but I can't I even was, remember what the cloud was, by the way. Oh, so, I, 
don't, oh, I won't. I won't. No, don't. But you, you mustn't have. Do you know what? I, I, but I still love the BBC. But you have to reframe the cloud. I mean, yes. the, I don't know what the cloud was, and no, I promise, no one will remember. No. That the cock-ups that I've made are so many, uh, and yet if I don't mention them, everyone forgets them. So I've, I've figured the best thing is I honestly can't remember what cloud. You, you must forget it. I, I, it's new every morning. This stuff. Okay. I promise. But, uh, but the BBC. It, the BBC is con- consistently and constantly under attack. There was the whole thing with the pay. There's the whole, there's, you know, if, uh, I have to read the Daily Mail as part of my job to get stories <laughs> from it. And every day they come up with just the most tenuous attacks on the BBC. Um, I love the BBC. And when it's gone, I kind of think it will go. Mm. When it's gone, everyone's going to miss it, aren't they? It's so strange. I I have uh, relatives who are, are in that class of being really quite tough on the BBC, but at the same time being quite highbrow. Mm. And I always think it's really an amazing thing that they that they get the proms and Radio Three and Newsnight and Melvin Bragg, and they get they get basically five hundred pounds worth of license TV and radio for their license yeah. fee. But they're the most hostile. Mm. Whereas, you know, if you really, if the BBC really had, there's a danger. It's that the people who love Strictly say, wait, why are you broadcasting Radio 3? Why are we paying for that? And at the moment, we haven't gone into that corner, which would be the dangerous bit. But I know we're we're under attack and, uh, yeah, the whole pay thing brought that out, I suppose. I just think in the end, it still works and it's still good value. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I feel... I, I do worry slightly because one of the things that's really changed that's so amazing how fast it's moved is that I sit down with my wife to watch TV and we do not look at live, you no. know, and you'll do the same. So, uh, yes, I have a BBC iPlayer, yes. but then I also have Netflix and Amazon yeah. watching the Americans at the moment, you know, and that is a threat. The no days doubt. of sitting down and going, oh, there's a programme on at seven o'clock we yeah. all must watch. Yeah, it's, it's, no one does that anymore, do they? No, they don't. And I think, but I think then the BBC is there, the Strictly is an example of where they would yes, yes. Um, because you don't they're, they're, bizarrely in this strange world we're in catch up is incompatible with twitter yeah so if you're behind on Broadchurch, you're going to get shafted yeah, you know yeah. for example so there are some things that will help us so if we can do some must see events yes then we, we might be okay. Sadly, Broadchurch wasn't one of ours, you know. Um, but no, I, I mean, what do I say? It's, it's worrying. And I, the, 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 going back to the radio thing, what is it that saved radio? I think it's the fact that we want to be able to get something by pushing only one button. Mm. I, it, bizarrely, when I push the button in the kitchen in the morning, I get the Today program on Radio 4, which I need to hear on the way to work. Yeah. I only need to hit one button. Yeah. It's amazing. Yeah. This television I've got, it's got four remotes. I mean, the warm-up time on it now is is mental. So ah, I'm hoping that saves radio. The one button thing. I hope so. Um, I, I'm I, I've, what am I about an eighth of the way through your book? I've enjoyed that first eighth. Um, that sounds like a drug <laughs> reference, it isn't? Uh, Jeremy Vine, what I learned. Um, is, is it out? When is it out now? It's out. All at Kate's come back in. When is it out, when Kate? You'll know. Thursday. Thursday. So next Thursday. Brilliant. Okay. Yeah, Jeremy, thank you very much. Thank you, Ian, so much. Really nice to meet you. The Late Night Alternative with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk. I can't believe what I'm listening to. There's a voice that keeps on calling me Down the road, it's where I'll always be Every stop I make, I make a new friend Stay for long, just turn around and I'm gone 
until tomorrow I'll just keep moving on Down this road that never seems to end When new adventure lies just around the bend So if you want to join me for a while Just grab your hat, come travel light, that's old style Maybe tomorrow I want to settle down Until tomorrow the whole world is my own Here's, um, here's, uh, this will make you feel sad, guys. I'm, oh. ke- I'm keeping my shoes on for the last hour. When have I ever done that? When have I ever kept my shoes on whilst doing a radio show? That's how badly I feel. I mean, the Jeremy Vine interview was, was great. What a nice man. What a funny man. And he said before the interview with, and he meant it, and he meant it. He said to me, Ian, you can ask me absolutely anything. And we all know what he meant by that. He meant the money thing. Right? That's what he meant. He meant I could ask him about that. And um, I wasn't interested in that. I couldn't care less. And at the end of it, uh, we finished. And he said, thank you so much for that. I really enjoyed it. And thank you so much for not, not asking about my money. And I said, I, I, man, that's not what this is. And I couldn't care less what you earn. Good luck to you. You know, good, good luck to you, fella. Because, um, I, I mean, it's, it's three quarters of a million or something. So what? So what? I thought it was awful that the BBC had to release those figures. I thought it was awful. I see why they did. No, because they were forced to by yeah. a government that wants to close them down. Exactly. That's why they did it. Exactly. They're getting bullied. I thought it was disgusting that they had to, they had to reveal those figures. I mean, I mean these, hopefully it will... It means the uh, gender pay gap will will um, will be righted in some way, but I still thought it was a really lousy thing to have to make a company do. Oh yeah, but we pay the wages. Uh, I'll get stuffed. Get stuffed. Don't you know how much I earn? I work for the BBC. It's none of your business. None of your business. What I take home? Absolutely none of your business. So well, stick that in your pipe and then shove it up your backside. Um, lots of people saying they enjoyed the joke. I'm going to take this call straight to it. Hello, line one. Hello? Hello, you're on the air. Hello. Yeah, I'd like to talk to you, Ian. What would you like to say to him? Well, I'd like to talk about breastfeeding on aeroplanes. Yeah. And also, babies getting changed in the middle of theme parks. 
Um, uh, and can I ask, Carlo, uh, first of all, what's your name? My name's Pip. Tip? Pit. Pit. Yeah. Okay. And, um, is this something that's happened to you? Have you breastfed a baby on an aeroplane? No, definitely not. Definitely not. Basically, I was, uh... Well, uh, don't tell me the full story. I'm not interested. Should I put you on the air? Yes, please. Okay, I'll, I'll put you through. I think he's just finishing a call with Paul. Yeah, Paul, go on, man. Hello. Hello, Paul. Hello, mate. How are you? Good, good, thank you, Paul. Listen, I've got something quite funny. I've stole it off of Goldstein on Talk Sport. Who? Yeah, but he does this quiz. Yes. I don't know if you've heard it. Yes. No, it's of course called, I'm, I'm busy. It's called You're the Reason Our Kids Are So Ugly. Right. right. Okay, sounds like, so sounds like is, fun classic bants on Talk Sport. Fun bants. Yeah. It's just banter. Well, it's, it's just patter. Yes, what it is, that all the, the uh, country and western songs, the titles of country and western songs, right. the, real, the real songs, Yes. and he gets some callers to phone in with dodgy ones, Yes. and then he reads them out, and Candy has to guess the right ones okay. and the wrong ones. So, like, I've got some here, and I thought, you're going to try your last? Let's do it, but I, I can see we've got a caller called Pitt on the line coming up soon. It looks like it's a very interesting story, but, but you hold there, Pitt. Yes, yeah, go on then. Right, you see if you can find the real one, yeah? Yes. Uh, first one is, drop kick me Jesus through the goalposts of life. Yep. Yeah. The second one is, get your guitar and your fat ass out of my house. Yep. And the third one is, did I shave my legs for this? Uh, no, two of them are real songs and one of them's made up. Number one is real? Uh, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Give me the other two again. Uh, get your guitar and your fat ass out of my house. And the other one was, did I shave my legs for this? Number two is real. No, number two's made up. Oh, well, there we go. <laughs> it, was, it was fun, and you can see why those guys are doing... Uh, I mean, such that's gra- every night on the Such show. groundbreaking radio. Um, yeah. we've got two... Right, this. Pitt's on the line. Evening, Pitt. How you doing, good, Ian? How good, you doing, you. my friend? Yeah, good, thank you, my friend. Yeah. Brother. Uh, I'm going to call you Brother. Bad. Yeah, call me brother. That, that's great. That's great. All right, brother. Long time listener to the show. Long time listener to the show. How long you been uh, listening for, brother? Probably around about six months. Okay, oh, maybe five. What? Oh, you. <laughs> what were you? Do- what were you doing five months and one day ago then? Before you discovered us? Well, I was, uh, you know, just drugs, mooching around. I, I, I was driving down the roads as you do at night time and. I flipped onto a you know talk radio and oh. I heard your beautiful beautiful voice. Well, I thought, yeah, this, this, this is the sort of guy I want to you know get get involved with. You and want to, to so, yeah. hang out with me? Well, good for you. Thank you. I do, I do. But more pressing issues, Ian. Yes. You know, I, 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 I was uh, on my way to Budapest a, a couple of weeks ago. Yes. Uh, for for a music festival. Uh, called Sigets Festival, and you know I was really looking forward to the event because Sabian were playing. Oh God! Anyone you know, good? Really mental, you know, re- really good, really good bands. You know, okay. I, was, I was really looking forward to it. Not so I, I was on a plane. Yes. You know, from a uh, London, uh, London Luton, and uh, I-, I was sitting next to this sort of uh, middle-aged woman, and all of a sudden I was on the plane, and she was with her baby. Baby was running about the plane, you know, absolutely well, out of the baby was running mind. around the plane? He was running around the plane. Well, how, well it wasn't no, the baby, then, was it? Baby, I don't know if you know this, babies can't run. 
Well, I would say it's around about, you know, eight to twelve months old. Uh, uh eight-month-old so babies can't run? Or stand up? Well, <laughs> I, I think they can only just <laughs> roll over at that well, stage. Well, I, I, I don't know. It, to me, it was a baby. It was crying. It was screaming. Yeah. In, in, in oh, my sort of terms. Poor thing. You know, it, it was a baby, you know. Yeah, poor thing. Uh, I don't... Well, what do you class it as? An, an, an infant, a toddler? Well, you know, it, what, it was what, it was it toddling. Well, it, 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 it was walking about and it was screaming at a high pitched voice. I don't. I can't go by the. I can't go by the tone of voice, but I would. I mean, it sounds to to me. Was it was it walking about in that funny kind of the legs going up in a funny way and the arms outstretched sort of way? Well, I, I don't know. That's, that's like your classic toddler. Like that's your classic toddler. That is. It's like a, it's like a little tittle tattle, you know. That's little, a toddler. Little tittle tattle down the plane. Little tittle tattle you know, around the plane. That's a, that's a toddle. That's a, that's a, that's a toddler. Classic toddler move. Okay. <laughs> a classic toddler move. Well, yep. you know, it, it, it was, it's just causing all sorts of problems. You know, like screaming and shouting. Yeah. You know, the stewards are like, what, what, what's going on here? The stewards uh, actually said, what's going I mean, on here? The, the, <laughs> Surely it was obvious. Bear, bear in mind, Ian. Bear in mind, Ian, that, you know, the, the, you know, the mother's just sitting in the plane here, not paying any attention to, you know, her, Why, her he, baby. Can, can, we, can we stop for a second? Let's stop for a second. Uh, let's just stop. Let's just stop. Okay. Just, just stop for a second. Let's just take stock. Yeah. You're taking stock. I'm taking stock of this. Yeah. So, yeah. I'm still taking. I'm still taking. Let me take stock. You take stock. I'm going to take stock. Yeah. Do some stock taking. Taking stock. I really am. I'm. I want to. I I need to take some stock right now. Can I take some of that? You take some stock. Yes. Brilliant. Everybody take stock. Stock is being taken. Okay. Very good. Yeah. Yeah. So just imagine that thought. No. Hang on. No. No. I can't imagine that thought. I'm taking stock. Taking okay. stock is taking okay. precedence over taking that thought. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Still taking stock. Okay. Haven't stopped, haven't stopped taking stock yet, Pit! Still taking stock. Still taking it. I'm a slow stock, I'm a slow stock taker. But meticulous. Oh, God, not one bit of stock gets dropped. Okay, great. The, the stock's been taken enough now, I think, for you to um, imagine a scenario on the plane. Right it now. is. So, it, enough stock has been taken for me to... Enough stock has been taken for me to call bullshine. Well, I, I, I'm glad that the, the bullshine is taken full force. And on your keep, story. I'm calling, I'm calling bullshine on your story. You call him bullshit. I'm like, well, let me finish my story. No, no, no. But why would I let you finish a story that is so clearly bullshine? Well, it's not bullshine. Right. It wasn't. How how long did it take you to fly to Budapest? It took me around about two and a half hours to fly to Budapest. Actually, no. Sorry, it's three and a half hours. Three and a half hours. Okay, okay. Yeah. The mum. The mum was not ignoring. The toddler. That's not true. No, it, 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 in my eyes, she was. Cause the, right, but your eyes are faulty. You, I suggest yeah, you need are... corrective lenses or that laser uh, therapy because the mum was not ignoring the toddler. Well, 
I'll, I'll, I'll sort of disagree with you on the fact well, that... Well, but that's, no, you'll, you'll, you'll continue, you know. you'll continue lying, because that didn't happen. Mums do not ignore kids when they, you, so that, right, it ran all the way down the aisle and was screaming. I'd say it got two thirds down the aisle. And, and it was screaming. Out of her chair and then basically collected the baby. Right. So she was paying attention. Well, to, to a certain point, Ian. Well, no, you said you she know, wasn't paying attention at all, and then you've just said when she, the baby got, when the toddler got far enough away, the mum went and got it. That's paying attention. That's what you do as a parent. No, but no, no, no. I'm, I'm sorry, and if, if your child got out of your lap and started cruising down an aisle on an aeroplane, well, hang on a minute. People get up. You don't want to. You don't want this toddler to get deep vein thrombosis, do you? You're encouraged to get up and walk around. No, no, no. Yes, Pitts. That sort of nature. Yes. Sort of Where nature, is the origin no, of your name? Uh, my name? Uh, Bratislava. Has he gone? Hello? Yes, hello. He's hello? There. Your name hello? is from Bratislava, is it? That's correct. That's correct. Can I can please can no story or do you want no. to know about my name? Or? No, because it's not really working for me, man. I I can't buy into these prank calls. I can't do it. it it's not a prank call. It's a, it's an actual situation that happens on the airplane. I don't. Well, I've we've already disproved. We've already continue. disproved some of it. I I don't. I don't. I don't believe it. I don't believe it. You don't believe it. I Listen, don't believe I'm, I'm it. Telling you a, I'm telling you a factual story. Okay. What well, you want, you want me to slag off the mum? I won't. I think I think it's great that babies go on airplanes, <laughs> and I've always thought it's great that babies go on airplanes because you know what, Pitt? We were babies once, and we screamed and we puked up in people, and 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 for goodness yeah, sake, I've, I've got no problem. It's with wonderful. I love babies reason. on airplanes. That's I want more baby. Reason. I want baby pilots and baby air stewards on airplanes. I want uh, airplanes where there's only babies on there, not one adult. That's what I want. I want a world where that can be a possibility pit and it's people like you that are stopping that possibility <laughs> wow wow see you're not gonna let me continue my story and tell you what actually happened on this airplane no um there was no airplane was there was no airplane evening bill ah good evening good evening bill right i um, uh, as i explained the other night i've had a stroke and i've got a hole in my mind and uh, i'm going back to um you've got a ho- yeah, so you got, of- hang on hang on you've, got, you've had a stroke and you've got a hole where in my mind, it's oh. like Babylon 5. A hole in your... I don't... I've never seen Babylon 5. Uh, a oh, hole well. in your mind. That's a beautiful phrase. I'm going to steal that, if you don't mind. <laughs> well, it's from Babylon 5. Oh, in that case, you can have it back. Oh, well, thank you. Um, well, what's the earliest um, uh, kids' TV that you remember? What? I said, what's the earliest kids' TV that you remember? Uh, why? Well, I'm, I'm just curious to know where, what you remember. I mean, like I say, for me, it's uh, Watch With Mother. You know, Andy Pandy, etc., uh, etc., et Bill and Ben, Little little Weed, etc., etc. I'm just uh, kept bringing these out of the air now. They didn't occur to me a few minutes ago, but they're coming back. No? Stony silence. You left the building. That's the sound of a head on a desk. <laughs> Here's the thing, Bill. Here's the thing. When are they going to bring back hanging for people that fiddle with children? (sighs) And jihadists. No, I've got got no time for paedophiles, I'm afraid. Well, Um, let's bring back uh, hanging, then. 
But oh, only, no, for, like, only for paedophiles and jihadists. Not sectarian drugs and, um, you know, try and get them, you know, straight before... Well, let's try... Let's, let's chemically castrate them and then hang them. If they fiddle with kids, we should hang the buggers. No, I, I don't believe in um, uh, corporal punishment. You I are think. joking! What about no, what about I mean, if they uh, kill a police I, I officer? Do life sentences, etc., etc., and you know. Oh, but then you'll put the then you'll put in them with each other, and they'll just their, their perverse fantasies will grow even more perverse in prison. We can't feed that stuff. Why should we spend? Is it? Do you know it's more expensive to keep someone to keep a nonce in prison than it is to send a child to Eton, right? Why should why should we be why should my tax send money? Well, don't don't send nonces to Eton. That will make things yeah. even worse. That's but like sending them to Butlins. As, uh, you know, this, this you know, goes without, you know, um, uh, well, I, I, I have trouble with my worms, you know what I mean? I, uh, yeah, no, that's absolutely fine. Right worm. We should so, legalise cannabis. Uh, I'm not against that or whatever, such so in small amounts. Yeah, legalise it. Free the weed. Yeah, free the weed or whatever, such, so but it's the people who grow it or whatever the, the police are after. You don't get wagon wheels anymore you do i was eating one the other day did you where did you get right get me a pen and paper and a map where did you get a wagon wheel from uh, I mean, I saw it, I thought, oh, I remember that from my childhood or whatever. So I yes! Tried one. It, it was um, raspberry flavoured with that sort of marshmallow bit, and it, it was covered in chocolate. Are they smaller than they used to be? I think they are, but then again, Bastards. I was smaller at the time, you see, so maybe they, they, they were the same size, but... Uh, Texan bars. Smaller. Texan bars. Right. Texan bars. I've never heard of those or whatever. So it's blackjacks. Um, Can't call uh, them blackjacks anymore. You've got to call uh, them jacks of a different ethnic origin. It's political correctness gone mad. It's very dark, Jackson. Thank you very much indeed, Bill. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand. I'm gonna give up. The radio show where the owls are not what they seem. Do you or have you ever watched Twin Peaks? The Late Night Alternative with Ian Lee. We could be dreaming and meeting each other in our dreams. On Talk Radio. Oh, God, that is that is my least favourite of all the that, new jingles. That, that would is, make me shudder and not in a good way. That is dirty Gertie. We'll take calls straight to air till one o'clock. 0344. 499-1000 is the uh, telephone number if you want to give us a call. The reason for that is I, I hate, I find the laziest, it will, you know, we're struggling to get calls and struggling to get a vibe tonight, and that's fine. The Jeremy Vine interview was it was a, a, a diamond uh, amongst the, the dog shit. Um, got to stop swearing on the show. Uh, from Monday. Um, but um, it would be so easy to generate calls by going, well, I, yeah, I, I don't remember watching one, but what is the earliest kids' TV show? That you do remember. And while we're talking about that, should we bring back hanging for people who kill coppers and uh, fiddle with children? Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand. And what sweets from yesteryear do you wish you could still buy? Or maybe you can. Maybe you found somewhere that sells Texan bars. And who would you share your last Rolo with? Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand. Let's also, go. Also, did sweets get smaller, hey, or did our hands just get bigger? It really is. Um, it's it, it would be so easy to do that, and I don't like easy. Uh, Sunday. You can call about anything. We'll take calls straight to air. What that means is you phone, I'll see it flash on the screen, I'll put you through. It's as simple as that. Although I'm suggesting, suspecting. Uh, I think I've got a hole in my head because I've been struggling with words all day. I'm suspecting that uh, no one's listening. Um, Sunday, 
Monday, uh, Sunday morning, 10 o'clock till 1 o'clock, I'm doing the show on Virgin Radio, as I do every Sunday morning. And uh, we're looking for a name for that show, guys. Any suggestions, uh, give us a call on Sunday. And then at 3 o'clock, we will all be meeting in Hyde Park, uh, near Speaker's Corner, for the um, game of tag in remembrance of Nigel's dad. It's oh. Nigel's dad's memorials tags. 3 o'clock. Hyde Park Speakers Corner will be there for about an hour, guys. You're all welcome to come and join us. Bring kids as well. Hello, Line One. Hello. Hello, you're on the air. All right. I'm just going up to let Ian Lee know that um, wagon wheels are still available in Home Bargains, and they have, in the ingredients, strawberry-flavoured plum jam. Why would Ian Lee be interested in that, dull fact? Because he's just been on the radio asking about it. Has he? Oh, what an idiot. Yeah. I hate working for that twat. <laughs> right, I'm going now anyway because it's really interesting listening to your show. OK, Thank thanks very much indeed. Let's go to line two. Two, you're on the wireless. Hi, um, I was wondering, Ian, do you remember Bagpuss? OK, thanks very much indeed. Yes, um, I do. Um... <laughs> So, playing tag on Sunday at three o'clock. Everybody's welcome. Um, Dan's going to come and film it, which would be nice. Daniel Rain, it'll be nice to see him. Not seen him in a while. He's a very clever man. Um, so, that is uh, wonderful. Oh, people. Are... <laughs> Kira's tweeted, I wish they would bring back Toffos. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, they were good. They were nice. It used to be it's like to a get... banana one, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. Um, tomorrow, just while Jeremy Vine was on, Catherine and I took a trip up to the roof of the building, because yeah. you've not seen it before, so we're going to have fireworks. I've got a sus- suspicious wet patch on my sleeve now, well, and I don't was, know why. It wasn't me. <laughs> I'm not suggesting it, it wasn't was. me. Um, and some of you would have seen that on Periscope. Yeah. We went up on the roof, then we came down and we watched Dragon's Den, because I, I cannot bear to listen to me on the radio. I find it absolute, absolute... Um, torture how do you listen to me on the radio line one hello because i find it torturous torturous yeah why i just find me awful how come this is a different line because you're phoning tomorrow's show tomorrow's show let's go to line two two you're on the wireless hello line two Hello. 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 Yes. Goodbye. <laughs> I don't know. It's over so soon. Um, but then I realise I've got the kids tomorrow, and I've not taken them to see any plays this summer holiday. We like going to see plays. I really like. I I enjoy uh, the live theatre, and I think it's important for kids to go and see live theatre because you know we go and see loads of movies and stuff like that. But um, yes, line two. When you like a Zhuzhan, you can like it back. Like, in the next couple of minutes. Yeah. Then call me. Zhuzhan John. Owner of Zhuzhan John. Delicious, golden Zhuzhan delivery. I am 100% Zhuzhan man. This is, now, this, lots of people have mentioned the Zhuzhan John. He's on Fiverr. On this website that we've discovered. And I had no idea who Zhuzhan John is. But um, that was him. Oh. So I haven't taken them to see a play this summer holiday, so I booked tickets for the final performance tomorrow at midday 
the London's Garrick Theatre of uh, the Horrible Histories. Uh, so, and I'm assuming it'd be the cast from the TV program in it, like Farnaby no, and stuff. they're oh. too big now, aren't they? No, is it not? Is it, is it'll, it... be the, it'll be the sub team. Oh, no. I may be wrong. I may be wrong. Oh, well, but still, it'll be good. You know, the, the, the boys love horrible histories. Thanks very much for putting us on to oh, that. Oh, I love it. Um, and, uh, yes, yeah, so we'll go and, we'll go and see that. And then we'll go to like Ed's Diner and get burger or something. That's what we'll do. So it's like, that's that's that. It's fun curious. times. Yeah. And for the kids, it's the journey in and out as well. It's exciting. Yes, yes, it is, Catherine. It really is. Hello, line one. You're on the wireless. Hello. How are you doing? I'm alright. Yeah, you, sound, you don't sound very happy today, but never mind. Do you know? Do you know what? Um, I was in the library the other day, and I found a leaflet. Um, what talked about mental health, and it said about learning. Um, and going to train as a comedian. Um, so I'm going to try and give that a go. Good for you. And come back. Who's ta- does it, say who's, does it, does it say who's taking the course? It doesn't, no. Okay. Well, that sounds like um, yeah. something to do. I don't know if doing stand-up comedy is good for your mental health. Because yeah. you're basically you're standing you're standing in front of people um, begging them to like you, and if they don't, you feel dejected and, and suicidal. And they don't laugh. What happens? What happens if they don't laugh? You go home you and you want worse, you right? go home and you want to kill yourself. Well, that's not an exaggeration. Also, let's look at the profile of your average stand-up comedian. They're generally quite um, dark souls, aren't they? Yeah. But anyway, good luck the, with that. Uh, Hope it works for you. Line three, you're on the wireless. Holy Jack and Molly, it's Chuck Winkle. Oh, Chuck Winkle? <laughs> yes. The, the American correspondent? American war correspondent, yes. You haven't got any breaking news for us, have you? I got a little bit of breaking news. Oh, actually. hang on a second, let me get the... Uh, we weren't expecting this. Wow, this is Chuck Winkle, American... Um, uh, war correspondent with some breaking news. Hang on, here we go. Breaking news. Oh, hang on. Hang on, hang on a minute, Chuck. Um, with some breaking news. Where you go, Chuck? Um, it's apparently, uh, Kim Young-Young has fired a missile over to gone over Japan. Another one? Uh, what do you mean? Well, he did one about four or five days ago. Has he done another one since? That one was on the new, all over the news. Has he done another one? Um, I might have only just got the news of that one through, actually. Well, what's the latest uh, on that story, then, Chuck? Um, I was actually going to report on that missile, but I suppose... Uh, very hostile. The tensions are mounting up in the higher. And Vladimir Putin's out of Russia. Uh, hang about, hang, hang about, as I said. Oh, no. Have you been drinking, Chuck? Uh, no, I have not. Uh, <laughs> Putin, Vladimir Putin says, putting pressure on. North Korea is a dead end road. Well, that that's great. That's great breaking news, Chuck. Thank you. Radio, radio. cowboys. Oh, okay, I've got. I've really. <laughs> I've just this is have a break. The wild man of late night radio. The late night alternative with Ian Lee on Talk Radio.
We have ways of making you talk. It's nights like this. I I do wonder if I'm in the wrong. Um, if I'm in the wrong profession. We're talking about just breaking news there. I've been told um, by someone who works on Doctor Pam's show that one of our callers mm-hmm. regularly calls up Doctor Pam, saying, for example, that their girlfriend wants to try bondage and he's a bit scared and 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 things like that right um and i don't know if he uses his real name or not but the person told me and we're keeping this discreet kate because it's only fair to but the person told me um that they said look alan caddick your name comes up on the screen we know it's you (laughs) phones up saying his girlfriend wants to try bondage and it scares him gosh don't be scared of alan as long as you trust each other and it's a loving, healthy relationship, there's nothing to be scared of. Yeah, is it the bondage that scares him or the woman? I said that he was just getting stuff in his bank. So I think that's all it is, isn't it? It's all it is. Good, good for him. Good for him. Um, Cheaper than Babe Station. Uh, isn't it? Uh, if anyone wants to phone us up, just because you can't afford the 0898 numbers... We, uh, we could be sensual. We'll do it. I've got no shame. We'll do it. Um, <laughs> line four, you're on the wireless. Did you say you're going to see uh, Horrible Histories and play? Yes, and play. Yeah, I don't want to ruin it, but Henry VIII of it. Thank you very much indeed. Let's go to line two. Two, you're on the wireless. Good evening, Ian. It's Howard Hughes here. I wanted to talk about my show from Sunday that's coming up. Please do. We love big fan of yours, Howard. Every Sunday night from 10 o'clock is a great show, The Unexplained with Howard Hughes. What's coming up this week, Big Hal? I've got interviews with a number of people who claim to have seen magic tractors. These magic tractors, Ian, apparently they see them going along roads and then they turn into fields. (laughs) Thank you very much indeed. Howard, I look forward to that Look forward to that. That's got to be good news, hasn't it? That's got to be um, good news. Mm. Mm. I I really am. um, I've got nothing. I've got nothing. Um... Plastic candles, 70 years old. Yeah, have you seen that thing on the front of the paper? A bit of a snidey dig at the fact she's got like a little tie top on um, no, at the snide. age of 40. 70. 70. So no, she's no. daring. She's just wearing some clothes. No, Felicity's daring crop top at 70. It's not snide, I think. I it's think nice. it is. You think it's nice? I think it's, it's, nah. it's complimentary. Still, di- no, still digging that shabby chic because that's a reference to. Oh, um, for, to what she did in the 70s. Yeah. Get it now. Because the good life. Um, oh, here we go. This is a story. Paper. How we spend two years, two. How we spend two weeks a year at work grumbling. Is that all? I spend two years a year at work grumbling. <laughs> Miserable cat. Yeah, yeah. Hmm. From computer problems to meetings about meetings. Office workers have a lot to grumble about, don't they, Line One? 
Hello, Ian. It's Tom. Hello, Tom. See him. How you doing? Yeah. Okay, cool. So, two points. Um, first one, I just listened to your Jeff, Jeff Lloyd um, podcast. Very oh. interesting, very good. And just reflecting on the thought of podcasters sort of changing the landscape of things a little bit. Yes. Um, basically, I won't say they saved my life, a bit dramatic, but they certainly have changed it massively. Go on. Um, basically, basically, I wasn't very well, was very overweight, and decided I needed to do something. So discovered podcasts just by chance by listening to radio and wanted to know whether you wanted to know what podcast I walked to and managed to lose six stone in one year. You wanted to know whether I wanted to know what podcast you walked to. <laughs> uh, yeah, sure, why not? Go on. Go on, I'll try and do it in 60 seconds. So, in order that I discovered them, yes. started with Danny Baker, then Frank Skinner, Desert Island Discs, Rob, uh, Rod Gilbert, The Bugle, Cole Donnelly and Chris Martin, Greg Proops, Richard Herring, Answer Me This, Bill Burr, um, Comedy of the Week, Comedians, Comedians Podcast, Stuart Goldsmith, Infinite Monkey Cage, Vitriola Music, Ellis James, John Robbins, Adam Buxton Podcast, Stuff You Should Know, Distraction Pieces with Scroogeous Pip, Serial, uh, Making a Murderer, uh, Alan Davis as Yet Untitled, Joey Diaz, Joe Rogan, Unexplained, This American Life, Ian Lee, Jason Manford, Witness, Andy Parsons, Angelos and Barry, Criminal, the rabbit hole. Um, Atletico Mints, Hip Hop Save My Life, the rabbit hole, Rabbit Hole, Boom. Monkey Tennis, um, <laughs> Sophie Hagen. How far are you walking, man? Um, well, I'm not as active as I was, but I was walking two hours a day. Oh, and, good for um, you. And I gave up um, TV, and I don't listen to live radio other than your good self. Wow. Well, I feel I gen- uh, genuinely, it's not me being sarcastic, I feel honoured that you, you, uh, you're listening to me, and also that we, that we pop up in that uh, list of some of the greats. Um, but two hours a day, have you got a dog or anything, or are you just going out walking? I have got a dog, but I didn't get a big enough one, so I have to leave him behind for half of, half of the half of <laughs> I'll wear him out. I need to do because <laughs> what I'm doing is I'm I'm at the moment although it's going to get tricky from next week. I've been I've been taking my dog out. She's only a little one. I've been taking her out for sort of uh, sort of 35 40 minute walks twice a day if I can. But but I walk fast. I'm like it's like it's yeah. not a stroll. It's a brisk walk. Yeah, it does make you, and also it means that other people don't stop you to talk about dogs and weather and stuff like that. So if you keep headphones in and keep your head down and go fast. Oh, I do. Here's, um, here's what I've started doing. I've got the headphones in, right? But when I get, when I see people are close enough for conversation, I just pull the headphones, have my hand in the pocket and pull it out of the iPad or the iPhone or the, the, the whatever it is. What do they call it? I, uh, um, iPod. Thank you very much indeed. Pull it out of that. Just so if they say something to me that isn't just hello... I can engage. Yeah. And then I put it back yeah, in. I do, yeah, I do take one out just because I don't want to be incredibly rude. Yep. But I will say hello at pace as I'm walking past. Yeah, it's good but, for you. Uh, and it worked. Well, that. doing this walking work did it. Because I'm, I'm still trying to lose a bit of weight. And I'm, I've, I've gone, I mean, at my biggest, I think I was about 16.4. And then I was hovering around 15.7. I'm kind of hovering around 15 now. And part of it's chemical because these pills I'm on. But, 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 I've cut, I've cut my food Right back, you know. I'm all I'm eating in the day is is like a, a an omelette and some spinach, but but the the walking really helped, did it? 
Uh, walking and obviously eating. Now, yeah. what happened for me is I split up with my son's uh, mother Uh-oh. and got a little bit, got a little bit depressed, overeating, over drinking. Then I got ill. Uh, then I got ill. Got um, Guillain-Barre syndrome. Really? So that was that. Um, it's a, you're a, you're a, Catherine, mouth to me. What's that, Catherine? You're yeah, allowed to ask him. Guillain-Barre syndrome. If I might ask. Guillain-Barre. So it's it's two Frenchmen's names who discovered the disease. Quite rare. Um, basically started with pins and needles and ascended through my body oh, yeah. it paralyzed me, stuck me into hospital for a month. Oh, oh god. And then and then once I was back out, I was on the sofa for six months and got back in the habit of eating and drinking and managed to get myself up to a hefty nineteen and a half stone. Flipping it um, out all you man. Six foot. Oy um, yay, big boy. Yeah, big boy. So I, I decided I'd had enough and the point a year and a half after I got diagnosed and I was able to walk without sticks and stuff. So I just decided that I was going to listen to the football instead of watching it, because that's all I really watched on telly. Yeah. Um, and then I discovered what podcasts were about, and then, then I was away. Then I gave up um, meat, so I couldn't have all my no- normal snacks. And then I gave up dairy, because I was eating a hell of a lot of cheese. Oh, um, and then I lost, yeah, I, I put it all on a spreadsheet, because that's how my sad little brain worked. Yeah. And I lost seven stone in 11 months. That's amazing. Bloody hell. Well, I, I, well Tom, I, um, uh, I, 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 I can't give up. Well, I, I've cut back on dairy a lot, and I've cut back on meat a lot, and I'm really sort of only eating chicken at the moment. Um, but you're, I find that very inspiring, Tom, genuinely. As someone who's, who's struggling to, I, I would love to lose at least another stone. Um, I find that very inspiring, so thank you. And, and the other thing, like the, the, the podcast, and I've spoke to you about it before, and um, then listening to yours, uh, listening to your radio show, put me onto the Samaritans, and I'm nearly nearly fully trained to go on my own Beautiful. now. So, three well, months it sounds like you've, my, you've turned everything around, well, from the, the breakup of the relationship and the illness and everything, you've turned it all around. Yeah, do you know what? I, I, I wanted to be around long enough to annoy my son at his 18th birthday with some pictures of him in the bath naked and those sort of things. So I wasn't going to, uh, I wasn't going to go missing before that. And I, you get into I was lucky see- enough to. You seeing the boy? You getting to see the boy? I'm very lucky. I see him every weekend. Pick him up Friday night. Drop him off Sunday evenings. Take him football training on a Wednesday night, um, which I qualified as a coach. So I'm one of the coaches for the oh, team, beautiful. which I did this year. So, yeah, I, I see him loads. I probably see him more than I would if I was with his mum. Yeah. And um, I, I, I don't miss it at all. And things are just starting to turn around a bit. So, um, yeah, all, all going well. Very inspiring, Tom. Point. Thank you for that. That's not a problem. And my second point, Spangles. Oh. Where did they go? Oh, <laughs> for goodness sakes. No one likes Spangles. The thing is, everyone hated Spangles. That's why they were got rid of. Let's have a quick break. The Late Night Alternative with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We'll get you talking. Ah, it's probably been the worst show we've ever done tonight. Oh, anyway. stop it. It no, hasn't. Been, it hasn't. Oh, done far worse no, than this. Sure, sure, That's sure. a matter of opinion. Sorry? That's a matter of opinion. Yes, yeah, my opinion. God save the Queen! Yes? Thank you very much. You know what that was? No. The Libyan army. Oh, God. Playing for Boris Johnson. Um, oh, line two's just dropped off, was it really? Yeah. Well, 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 those Libyans. Uh, but the amount... Oh, yes, line one. Whatever happened to white dog shit? Thank you very much indeed. Um, from computer problems to meetings about meetings, office workers have a lot to grumble about. 
But the amount we complain about things like pointless emails and noisy people would give us cause to moan some more. But the amount we complain about things like pointless emails and noisy people would give us cause to moan some more. For the average worker, waste two weeks a year complaining. I wouldn't say it was a waste. So it's time well spent. Uh, to workmates, and one in 20 will start moaning the minute they step in, foot in the office. Another 15% admitted they whinge all day long. Hello there, that's me. That's me, that's me you're describing. Researchers also found two-thirds are most likely to grumble to workmates, and one in... Oh, we've done a bit. Another 15% admitted... No, seven in ten said they often feel irritable at work. <laughs> <laughs> this is, I mean, what are you, pe- people, you're sending me people, some people don't feel irritable at work. Three in ten don't ever feel it. Jesus. They're drunk. A further quarter said their day is affected by whether or not the boss is going to be in. Well, we'll work, either work very, very early or very, very late, and then you miss the boss. It's wonderful. Other issues that drive staff mad are commuting, people pulling sickies, and colleagues who loudly complain about how busy they are. (laughs) Common gripes, which generally take up 20 minutes of the working day, include junk mail, being copied into mails, emails that are of no concern. Oh, God, yeah. And someone stealing a favourite mug. The study... This is a very strange group. I'm going to take this call just because a couple of the names and numbers have not matched up on it today, so I just want to... Hello? No, that one was, was, was accurate. You could tell by the throaty br- breathing in that, that one was accurate. Uh, hello? Twin Peaks. Mm. The, the study by the Society for the Protection of Animals... Abroad. What the hell are they doing with workplace bants? Spanner. (laughs) Society for the Protection of Animals Abroad. Spanner. Which treats working animals in developing countries. I mean, this research is a reach, isn't it? Why have they done this? Found that getting a phone call when you're about to leave is the biggest complaint. Which treats working animals. Maybe it's so you look at you have to you compare it with like a a, 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 a drugs mule, um, which is getting its anus stuffed full of cocaine every night, and you look. You, and you is go, that what a drugs mule is? Yeah, 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 yeah. I would guess so. I don't know. And um, then you go. Oh well, at least I'm not getting drugs shoved up my bum every night. Exactly. Take that call. So you you, you got to you know, um, yeah. I assume that's what drugs me on is. I don't know. They seem to execute a lot of them over in Thailand. Others include uh, what the traffic is like. Uh, additionally, staff cannot stand it when someone stinks out the office with food. Oh, I thought I was going to say or, something else. Well, no. Or drops their guts and doesn't claim ownership. <laughs> Flipping. <laughs> I think you might have made half of that up. Jeffrey Dennis <laughs> of Spanner. Is any of this real? <laughs> Said, there's... N- Here we go. I was right. I was right. You, Jeffrey Dennis of Spanner said there's no shortage of annoyance in the workplace that raise people's blood pressure on a daily basis. 
It can be hard to keep a sense of perspective at times, but we should remember that most of these irritations are trivial compared to the tough lives endured by working animals in developing countries around the world. Take a drugs mule, for example. <laughs> and then he goes on to detail exactly what, what get, uh, drugs mules get up to. What a stupid, stupid survey they've done. Spanner by name, spanners by nature. Dear. Okay, so here's the top 20... Um, Next time I feel like having a moan, I'm going to think of that poor drugs mule getting, you know, invaded. I'll put drugs up your bumhole and see how you feel about I it. I'd rather take the phone calls. Line two? We can't hear it. So It sounds like you've shrunk to um, the size of an ant. That was great fun for everybody involved. Well worth 20 seconds of my life. If you're going to phone in again, make sure you've got something. What a waste of my time that was. But you could be a drugs mule. So here's the top 20 things that um, um, annoy us at work, but don't, you know, just, just think about what all those working animals in developing countries. I couldn't give a stuff. Oh. Number 20, someone's stealing your favourite mug! <laughs> Number 19, the commute. Oh, traffic was terrible today. Oh, coming in was a nightmare. Oh, God, oh, God I drove into the back of a bus. People not saying thank you when you've helped them out. Number 18. Number 17, colleagues who go behind your back and steal celebrity guests. <laughs> That's okay, they get theirs. 16, colleagues who talk too much. That's my job! <laughs> James Whale's been funny this week, hasn't he? Comes into the office all huffing and puffing. And no one's paying him attention, so he starts lying. <laughs> I'm so angry, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to punch them in the face if they don't listen to me. He, he says that a lot about you. Look, the, 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 I'm get, uh, if they don't listen to me, I'm going to punch them in the face. Well, you won't. <laughs> Because you go, you get the sack, and you'd uh, get a very hefty fine, if not a, a short prison sentence. So no, you're not going to punch someone at work. So don't pretend you are. I quite often, when I like James a lot, but I quite often um, when he comes in, uh, I have my headphones on, I'm not listening to anything. Just, just don't want to get sucked into his sexist, misogynistic aggression. <laughs> And then he ropes me in. He wanted me to join in slagging off Sandy Togsvick. I couldn't do it. I said, I think she's quite good, actually. James is on uh, week weeknights, 7 till 10, Monday to Thursday. Listen, or he'll punch in the face. Yep. Um, here we go. T- number 13. The number 13. The 13th complaint. When someone calls in sick when you know they aren't ill. That's half the kids that work here. Because they're... Pissheads, all drunk. <laughs> Several members of the staff are drunk. I think we know who I'm talking about. The drunk ones. Um, uh, having meetings about meetings. We had a meeting about um, about meetings at uh, uh, the BBC. Oh, the BBC once. a lot. They love a meeting. We we, we had a meeting about what meetings we were going to have, and I did and say how we were going to do the meeting. I did say well, this is a meeting about a meeting, guys. I don't think I need to be here. I'm talent. <laughs> Um, they have a separate meeting. Freezing cold. People complain about freezing cold air conditioning. Sickos. Um, 
So when, so, eight, so when someone uses your desk when you're away, six printers jamming, five computers crashing, four, no air conditioning. And then number three, well, this is, num- this is number four and number nine together, temperature being too low or too high. The number two complaint that people have about working, computers being slow, bring your own. And um, this is... The, on this bombshell, this is the number one complaint that people have about working in the workplace. And I've had this. I've had this. Number one, colleagues taking a shit on your desk. What? <laughs> I told you it was not me. 